0: Once they get hired, we're going to train them. Because other fire departments are going to tell them, don't get on roofs. Well, you know what? In Escambia County Fire Rescue, we believe in Santa Claus. And we like everybody to get on a roof and act like Santa Claus. So we're going to teach our people how to get on a roof. And we're going to teach them how to jump in windows and search the room. And then if there's nobody in the room, we want their ass to get out in the damn hallway and search the hallway like Ladder 12 did.
1: Firehouse Vigilance presents the Weekly Scrap. A podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Corley Moore, Firehouse Vigilance. It is Weekly Scrap, number 150. Unbelievable, 150. My guest this evening is no stranger to the scrap, and whenever I hit a milestone, it has been a tradition to reach out. He has been here for number 100, the most watched and listened to scrap of all time, and he is back for episode number 150, Kurt Isaacson. He is a 30-year veteran of the fire service with experience working in volunteer career, combination, urban, suburban, rural, you name it. He is a lifetime student of the fire service. He is currently a battalion chief in Escambia County Fire Rescue. He is highly sought-after educator speaker. If there is a conference worth going to, he will speak there. And uh, believe me, for 10 years now, he has brought hundreds and hundreds of firefighters together at Pensacola Beach with his world-class conferences I could go on and on and on, and everybody who knows him knows that it's true about everything this man has done for the fire service. That's not why we are here. Welcome, my brother Kurt Isaacson, to Weekly Scrap Number One Fifty.
0: Awesome, man! Thanks for having me on. Um, excited. Got my like. Uh, I'm not a big energy drinker guy, but I got a Red Bull. I got one of these B12s. I got a little bitty Coke, and then I got my IV water. So, um, I'm good to go as late as uh, we have people listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Oh man, brother! Already the comments are coming in on at a high rate of speed. Uh, fired up, let's go with like 400 uh, flexing arms from Tank Morris. Uh, man, there's too many to even start reading them. They're just scrolling by so fast. So uh, let me get it through. It uh, is there anything I missed in the intro? Anything you would like to add to the intro?
0: Nah, man, it's just you know, um, it's okay to love the job. Yes.
1: Uh, audience, please get your questions primed and ready. Kyle Romagus is in here looking for the best questions to send on the laptop so that they won't be missed. Uh, so throw your questions at Chief Ike. Uh, if you've, if you've been fortunate enough to go to the CF Tactics conferences, you know how awesome this is going to be. Uh, if you've heard him speak live, you know how great this is going to be. So get your questions ready and throw them. Uh, this one should get interesting. Uh, I have to, pre- uh, like, you, everybody can notice that we actually, it's starting to look like a NASCAR here because we actually got sponsors for the scrap. First time ever, 150, first time ever for sponsors for the scrap. So I want to mention them. Flame Natural Decon, the Decon Soap Key Hose, man, the hose experts, Fast Rescue Solutions, and SimsUshare, simsushare.com. So I have to mention that because I love, I love the fact that we actually have sponsors for the scrap now. Uh, final note that I want to bring on before we get with the scrap, and that is there is a Jim Ellis benefit shirt out there and i want to mention it you can just type in google uh, on google just type in jim ellis benefit shirt it will pull it you can find it all benefits are going to brady and ryan ellis education fund man it's a it's a great great cause and so i wanted to mention that before we got going so
0: and if if they can't find it they can just go to county fire tactics Scott will make sure it's up there uh they scroll down. they can click on the paypal to donate for their um college fund perfect Um, you know we won't get into it too much but jim's an original foundation instructor that helped build a
1: awesome no and i'm glad yeah so cf tactics has a link there so go there and and support it beautiful uh that's it we're ready to get right into it brother are you ready for this let's rock i'm gonna kick it okay you tell me when you want to show slides okay because i I, i'm basically at at your disposal so you let me know but i'm kicking it off with the year of the rescue i don't think there's a bigger thing than the year of the rescue right now especially when it comes to your, your message and your passion so talk to me about it
0: um, first, you know, I, I just want to talk about, like, you know, um, we are the lucky ones. And, and this okay. is something, you know, I've just been thinking about. And, you know, a lot of it really came to mind with, with, you know, when Jim Ellis passing. And, you know, not to get into a lot of details, but, you know, if, if you're into the job and you, and you network and you have friends around the country and you travel, you, whether you're a student going to conferences or you're an instructor, you're a teacher – you're just going to branch out and meet so many other people. So you're going to be more susceptible to having a more emotional impact as we lose brothers, whether it's at a fire, from cancer, you know, medical conditions. And that's going to bring, you know, pain. It's going to bring, you know, we, we all know what it's like to be in the job be at a firehouse. And, you know, whether we get a text or a tweet or we see something on Facebook, we're going to feel pain that those that that do not network or get into the job or, or whatever, there's there's that make us better than them. But I'm just going to say, man, my new thing is we are the lucky ones. And and I don't say that in just I don't say it lightly. I, you know, I say it where I'll be saying in the future with tears running down my eyes that, you know, and, and you know, i go back to losing my father and what an impact it was as 2016. I lost you know a very close first cousin, a childhood best friend. Matt Negley to suicide, my dad to cancer. It was just a real bad year, and it would be so easy after 2016 to be, you know, you know, just feeling sorry for myself, bad. But at the end of the day, we are the lucky ones to have people that we love, to have a job we love, to have a passion and purpose and, and a drive. And I've said it before that, you know, uh, people will, will reach out to me, they'll message me, they'll call me, they'll text me, and, you know, how do I deal with being on the job and being into it and being – ridiculed or picked on or, you know, suppressed because I want to go to a commerce. I want to read a fire magazine or I want to, you know, buy the 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 film burn when it came out. I mean, I could just go on and, and you know what my new thing is we are the lucky ones. And you just got to tell yourself that you're the lucky one that your occupation, your job. And if you're a volunteer still, that we are the lucky ones that we get paid to do something. That's more than a paycheck. That's a job that we truly, when we're not at work, we think about it. And those people that are not, they're great, man. There's some awesome, phenomenal firefighters, fire officers out there that do it. But just, you got to start telling yourself, man, you're the lucky one to be ate up, be into the job, love it, and get paid to do it, to yes. have a job you do. And I'm just getting a little notification here. We got a working fire, 100 Redwood Circle, firing a stairwell at Wellington Arms. I've been to a bunch of fires there this year already. There's a, it's an apartment complex at, we're getting more and more frequent fires at. But
1: is it going to be the shortest scrap on history? You got, you got to go.
0: Nah, nah, I'm not leaving. Um, okay. But a picture used for the scrap was actually the fire at Wellington Arms. The, the picture used to advertise this one five zero scrap. But you know, people just start telling yourself, "Man, I'm the lucky one." We we are the lucky ones that we would want to have an office. Let's look at Corley there. Look behind him, and he's got front pieces on a wall and coins and hats and you know. Uh, you know, some guys, they, they got deer hanging on a wall or fish, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not being funny. They're lucky, too, man. They're lucky that they got a purpose. That they love to the fish. and They got some – there are people that are lost, man. And I want to tell you right now, my son's going into his junior year at the University of Florida, and, um, you know, he's studying biomedical engineering, and, you know, he's looking to, to study, you know, to, to get into med school. And right now he's at a crossroads thinking maybe going into his third year at the University of Florida – if maybe he wants to change to mechanical engineering instead of biomedical engineering. And what will that open? Cause he's thinking about going to the Navy and he thought maybe he wanted to do the Navy SEALs. And And I'll tell you that it's okay that he doesn't know where he wants to go. It's okay that that he's a little divided. My daughter's going to the University of Florida uh, October 17th or August 17th. We're taking her down. She didn't even turn 18 until August 18th. The day that she shows up in Gainesville, she'll turn 18, going to college. But she's not really positive what she wants to do in life. And, you know, I'm not worried about it. It's my kids, but I never had that problem. I never yeah. had that problem. Yeah, I knew what I mean. Yeah. I I, knew no, what I wanted to do in elementary school, in middle school, in high school. The only thing I ever wanted to do other than be a firefighter was possibly be a pilot because I just love the military. But I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I knew what I wanted to do. It was easy, and I went after it. There's just so many people out there that they don't really know what they want. They're lost. And so, if you know what you want, you're not lost, man. That's killer. I mean, that's 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 a that's a big deal uh, of what we have to do um, to to be able to wake up and have it. Now, I've said it before, man. There's nothing more powerful than a purpose-driven alarm clock, and that's mm-hmm. where you can get up at six hundred without alarm clock because you have purpose, you have drive. We've all had that where we're excited you know, to get up, whether we're going to the firehouse or we're going to a conference or, you know, we're going to do something. And man, you're just up and out of bed. Uh, and it's not every single day, but that is special. So we are the lucky ones. We are the lucky ones that we have an occupation. We're on a uh, a Monday night, you know, maybe after some of you put your kids to bed or you've had dinner or whatever, you got your, you know your, your AirPods in and, you know, maybe it's husband or maybe it's your wife that's letting you do this because they support you loving the fire service and you want to get on here and listen to me ramble and corley right. ramble then we are the lucky ones man we, we got something that we're doing as a whole and so here's how corley will do is, is scott's going to manage in the comments they'll write it down corley you don't have to do anything but i'll ask a question and then people will just put down you know they'll type in the comments to answer and then scott will, will do it so we're just going to rock the back give a free conference away to water in the fire so we're not waiting for anybody that can tell us what this year is and what I believe it is, this is the year of what, of what I've been saying um, since January 1st. So this is the year of the, um, um, you know, so, uh, you know, whoever types it in first is going to get a free water and a fire pass. Uh, Scott will write your name down and have a free pass. If you can make it, you can make it. If you're not, you're not. They're not transferable because we don't have time to manage giving away and changing passes and you know, we're going to pay the fee at the coverage for c and Reg Fox Reddress. So I'll say that again. This is the year of the what? And then I'll go ahead and just give away a little secret, man. Uh, thanks to my buddy, Brian Brushett, staying at my house. Nice front piece here. Um, firefighter rescue survey. And then another one here. And so, you know, we think about we are the lucky ones. We're the lucky ones that are part of a group of people that are driven nice. to put others before ourselves. We're the lucky ones that that we, we, we have a bond with people from coast to coast, an occupation where when somebody in our job doesn't wake up, doesn't come home, they don't get another day, we're moved by. It. And I'm not saying doctors don't do that, teachers don't, but we are special. And, yes. and I'm, I wouldn't say that open to the public and disrespect any other occupation – but man, I, I'm telling you, if you're ever going to appreciate what you're doing for a living now, it's it's now, you know. And don't be too cool for school. I, I say that I've been saying that since I was in school. You know, some people like some people that aren't into the job, 100 are going to say, "What's that goofy ass wearing that white helmet?" For yes. that? They don't even know what a bell cap is. They don't even know the tradition of it, right? You know, um, I'm proud to be a firefighter, regardless of what color, regardless of what the bugles are. You know, this is the fire service. You know. Um, I got one of my old radios on here because this is my comfort zone, man. Like this is what I do. My job is a communicator. My job on a fire ground is to communicate to firefighters, empowering them to get it done because I trust them because I know what they can do. And then I don't take for granted that they trust me that I'm going to get on this radio when they're when they've gone too far or they got to back up or they got to hold up a second. We got to you know, soften the build and do whatever. It's a mutual two-way thing regardless of rank. And we're all firefighters from start to the end of our career. You know, the rank just has to be something we have to do just like quarterbacks and defense and offensive and all that. But we really should all, in my firehouse column um, for August, is going to be the fire ground commander, understanding the percentage of your impact. And it's really written for chiefs and deputy chiefs to hopefully drive them to empower their line battalion chiefs, that if they arrive first at a fire and nobody's there, especially a suburban or a county fire department, where you're not going to have 12 people showing up in 60 seconds, that they need to get out of their car and go open the front door, look inside and walk around back. And maybe they drop a water can or put a garden hose to a window or whatever. And that's my article is what is your percentage of impact? So right now, if you're listening, I want you to think about this. And if you got a piece of paper, I'd like to tell you to write this down. Write it down. Write this down. What is my percentage of impact? What is it, whether you're driving a rig, whether you're, you're the officer, you're the backstep, what's your percent? What's Corley? What's Corley's percentage of impact in the fire service now? Running the scrap to bring somebody here for those that are looking for some motivation to, to meet some other like-minded brothers in the fire service. And we all got to start feeding off each other and – and you've got to be self-empowering. you got to self-empower yourself to understand the percentage of impact, whether it's in your firehouse, whether it's at your local vocational college, uh, teaching, stop cutting yourself short, man. And, and don't get me wrong. I think it's important to be humble in the fire service. But some people, some people put so much time and effort in trying to be humble they're the most arrogant people in the fire service. You can see <laughs> right through it. It's it's arrogance camouflaged by a bunch of bullshit is what it is. You know what I mean? And I've never professed to be humble, but you get to know me very close and personal, you'll know, man, I'm all about helping anybody I can help doing stuff. When I get on a fire ground, is there a sense of confidence that might be borderline arrogance? 100%. I mean, that's what I got to do. My job is to send people into burning buildings and let them do stupid shit. You mean let them go do <laughs> the all what they think they do? Because we all think we're better than we are. I can promise yes. you that. It's the number one thing I'm scared of on the fire ground is miscalculating my level of experience and knowledge. And it costing somebody, you know, a civilian or a firefighter. But you can't get on a fire ground and operate without a little bit of sense of, of confidence on a borderline of arrogance. I mean – You know, everybody always wants to pick on whether it's Tom Brady or whoever. You don't accidentally go out there and play like that if you don't have a sense of a borderline confidence. It's how you cage that, how you manage it, and what is your purpose. Hey, this is Corley. Just chiming in to let you know
1: the the internet got really choppy on us as we were recording the live stream, so I've edited out the choppy parts. Uh,
0: This is the first time it happens. It happens twice, and I'll edit out the choppy parts, and then we rejoin Kurt. Excuse me, command the people into fires? Or, or whatever it is, Tom Brady making a drive down the field in the last 45 seconds of a football game. There's a borderline confidence arrogance there. You know, nobody wants to admit to it. And here's the deal I've never, ever claimed to, to be humble. Um, to, to get up on the stage and speak in front of a lot of people and do the things I do is borderline arrogant. What I always say on my dad, my dad was a very humble guy. My dad always tried to help me is, regardless if you're humble, you're arrogant or whatever, at the end of the day, what's your mission? What's your purpose? And if you can lay your head down on your pillow at night and you know it's truly to help others and to elevate others to be better and you're you're trying to make somebody and it's not about you being on top, that when you get to the top, you're, you're behind people pushing them and your hands down like that one image where you're pushing people and you're pulling somebody with you. I don't care how arrogant you are. I don't care how a humble yard. You're making it a better job, a better occupation, and a better fire service. That's what it is. But we do have to have a borderline sense of of, of confidence to do stupid stuff, man. And whether it's getting on a a truss roof or doing a search or vs or whatever it is, we've already given away thirty uh, three water and a fire pictures. And um so let's throw up that one slide there that Scott did the opening which we're eventually All right. going to make this PowerPoint live, but just talking about people before water.
1: Corey Moore chiming in again to let you know that this was the second time that the internet froze up on us, and uh, we broke the internet with the Kurt stream. But uh, good news is from this point forward, there are no more interruptions. So we'll rejoin and enjoy.
0: One more time. All right, so we'll do a recap since we're uh, back live again. Um. Just kind of from the beginning, we were talking about we are the lucky ones, and I'll keep it short and sweet, man. If you love the job, if you're the only person that literally wakes up and goes to bed thinking about the fire department, you got a a room at your house or an office like Corley has there behind him, feel that you're the lucky one. That that your job is also your hobby. And it's okay if you don't have this and you know you got deer hanging or what there's general the thing is to have passion for something, purpose, something that you like to do. When it happens to be your job too, that's great, you know. And then if you get into it and you get behind stuff like the firefighter rescue survey and making this year the, the year of the rescue is critical. So I'm going to give out some of the answers for the questions earlier. Uh, Ray McCormick and I, thirty thousand feet headed to San Diego is where the idea Atrac came up. The first year was 2013. The first water on the fire seminar was in 2011 on a second floor of the Holiday Inn. And the Guadalupe room on Pensacola Beach. Um, so, you know, that's kind of some history behind it. So, since people are coming back, let's give out another free water and a fire. Where was the first COBC held? What hotel, what floor, and what room? Okay. First, command officer boot camp. What hotel, what floor was command officer boot camp? And then what time of the year was it? So, Um, You know, that's a key factor there uh, on giving out another water on the fire. We'll give out another water on the fire. This is an additional one. I'm going to keep Scott on his toes. There was a one-day, one-day class, one-day class. It was a seminar taught nearly 12 years ago by Ray McCormick and I, Ray and I, did one of the first one-day seminars, and it was at the Holiday Inn, too on the second floor in a Guadalupe room. What was the name of that seminar that Ray and I did? Um, that's for another water on a fire, free pass to water on a fire, which is already over 500. It's going to be over 600. We're taking all the tables out. We've only seen that done like maybe three times in all over. It. It's going to be all chairs in a grand ballroom, zero tables. So I'm sorry if you like sitting at a table, or no tables um, as of now, for the water, the last water on the fire, uh, doing it. So, oh, wow, wow. Can we pull up some of them slides, Corley? Okay. water, hopefully that doesn't. Cra- if it, hey, if it crashes this time, when we, we come back, number. we're not doing the slides anymore.
1: Okay, fair enough. Give me one second while I while I switch over to the make this happen.
0: All right. I'm going to say it's the slides if it crashes again.
1: Fair enough. Here we go, pulling up. Making sure I got the right and this is to- the
0: people before water program that I hopefully um I'll get it truly fine-tuned where scott can put it up on countyfiretatics.com for anybody to download and use to teach at their firehouse i don't care where you teach it it's it's uh, i don't want it to be proprietary um I'm sure Scott the one that built the slides for me and that's the uh, slide that we were there just talking about 2022 should be the year of the rescue, the year that we're focusing on uh, targeted searches, oriented searches, uh, ventilation, coordinated fire attack, uh, maximizing UL um, and the stuff from all the research, whether it be the search study, coordinated fire text, 30, all those things. So we can tap into those rescues and grabs at once. Um, we're not possible based on whether we got a staff fire department. Additional training. Let's jump to the next slide, too. There. Uh... Give me one
1: second. I'm setting you up because when I moved everything, uh, when I when I shrunk down the uh, size of everything, it absolutely uh, changed. <laughs> so just give me a second. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, jump into the next slide.
0: Yeah. So the, year, the rescue, the mission, the firefighter rescue survey. No prior method exists to collect fire service grab data. This is the best tool showing how and where firefighters rescue civilians. That's critical. See, before, when you read an article, I get pumped up about this. When you read an article in a magazine, and it could be a phenomenal person that I think's a badass, but let's just say they worked in the busiest company, and let's just say they made 15 grabs. They made 15 rescues, and it's awesome, and they wrote an article on it. They're telling you, when, where, and how to search based on 15 graphs. You can't compare that to 2,000 or 3,000 or 4,000 when we take and we all put our intelligence together on a national level and then we use it and back it up by UL and Urban Firefighters Experience. That's going to give us more critical information on when, where, and how people are being rescued. It's going to be a – we're putting a measure in. We're measuring it there, and we got to have it. We got to have survey data that can drive training, policy, and procedures for locating and removing civilian fire victims. I'm telling you, the firefighter rescue survey is is going to get the number below 2,000 through you, the viewer tonight that's watching you, your organization, the people you train. They're going to make those grabs, and I'm going to tell you. I had, a, I had a friend that's on the CFT team asked me the day – when the conferences are over, the green shirts will hang out, the Hilton we're done picking up. And we usually meet up in one of the rooms or we go to the Hilton bar. And phenomenal gentleman. He looked at me and he said, Chief, have you ever thought about – And and I wasn't being rude to them. I'd probably get a couple of drinks. Tonight I'm just drinking water and coke and energy drinks, but I said, No, but I can fucking tell you about everyone I did. Right. I can tell you about everyone I didn't. I can tell you about the ones that, that I, I got them out and they pumped on them and they did this. And did. you know what? You're you're damn right. I'm gonna openly say it on a scrap tonight. My whole career's been consumed. We're pulling somebody out of a fire alive. Not so much that I would do stupid stuff. Now my drive is for other people to do it. The people that I work with, the firefighters that I train. And I I tell you, I know the ones I didn't. I don't know, you know, what the ones that I did or what I, I don't keep. All I do is think about the ones I didn't. And that drives me to hopefully motivate others that they don't have to experience that. But I'm going to tell you one of the most powerful things, that, and I think I might have said this before on a scrap. I, I definitely said it on another podcast. Number one thing my dad taught me, and, and he joined the Air Force during the Korean conflict, Vietnam, grew up low-income housing in Chicago. My dad said, son, you want to save lives? Yeah, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I was full of piss and vinegar. You really want to save a lot of lives? Yeah, dad, I want to save a lot of lives. Train other to save lives. That's how you're gonna save them. Train others. Train those people that are gonna be at work on duty when you're not there. Train ten, hundred, thousand. That's gonna be more than Wilbur Conrad's ever gonna do. And so tonight, if you're not an instructor and you're into the job and you're giving up your night listening to Corley and I, you got to figure out how to tap in to to teaching. Whether it's a company drill, as a senior, you know, stepping up as a senior firefighter. Uh, your local, you know, vocational rookie school, you know, we all bitch and complain about the minimum standards program or local farm Well, what are you doing? I mean, I'm not teaching at it, but I did. I mean, I did in the nineties. I taught at the Pensacola junior college and then I graduated. Now I do other things. And when they get out of it, I don't get mad. Like I used to, we just, we just had 15 people We didn't train and years ago I would be mad, but I'm like, you know, what? that's what the beyond minimum standards class is about is they have a job to do at George Stone. Get them ready to get the certificate so that they can meet the letter of the law for Scambia County Fire Rescue for us to hire them. Once they get hired, we're going to train them because other fire departments are going to tell them don't get on roofs. Well, you know what? in escambia county fire rescue we believe in santa claus and we like everybody to get on a roof and act like santa claus so we're going to teach our people how to get on a roof and we're going to teach them how to jump in windows and search nice. the room and then if there's nobody in the room we want their ass to get out in the damn hallway and search the hallway like ladder 12 did and if they go to another fire department with that certificate that fire department can say hey we don't go beyond the room." We We go in, we vent, enter, we isolate, we shut the door, we make it safe, and maybe they don't go beyond, that's fine, I don't care, that's your jurisdiction, AHJ, authority, having jurisdiction, that's fine. But when they get to your fire department, that's when you get them the way you want them. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I really don't. I'm, I'm slowly trying to graduate to a level of, hey, embrace your way, man. Embrace the way you do it. That's fine. All I got to say is you be the best you you can be. So if you ain't going to get on roofs, you better be damn good at positive pressure, horizontal, hydraulic. You better have some good thermal imagers and some good flashlights. You better be good at knowing if it's carpet, tile, if it's a dining room table, or if it's a mama's bedroom, or it's daddy's bedroom, or it's both, or whatever the case may be. Maybe you step it up in other areas, but those are things that we got to tune into if we're going to get into because it is when i go to a fire it's a broadway show it's a broadway show and i want it to be perfect i want people walking around with good looking tools i want their tools marked with tape on them so we know whose they are whether it's a company designation or an individual i want that waist strap like jim mccormick taught me and that 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 release strap needs to at my belly button and it needs to be on your belly button when I find it. And I like the waist straps on the side to be equal. Or one's not cocked to the other. If you're right wearing an MSA. I want the waist strap on. I want, you know, I want you to look like the Marlboro Man. I want you to look like the picture from, you know, the Urban Legend article I did where it's got the old Firehouse Magazine with a Garrity like that. I want it to look like that. You should want to look so good that when somebody takes a picture, you want to hang it on the walls. Hell yeah. Hey. We're going to make mistakes sometimes, but I make no bones about it, man. I geek out on this stuff. I want shit parked in the right spot. It's all multimedia. It's multimedia to motivate you. Don't think that that's not how they operate in the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, you know, the MLS, all of those people. It's all marketing. See, the difference between them and us is our marketing is about saving more lives because people live and die based on our performance and if you look good and you feel good, you're going to probably operate good. Um, and those are things that, that you got to do. I just did 144 hours straight, six days straight. And I had four fires um, on the last day. I can't get into details, but I have probably one of the craziest, top 10 craziest calls. <laughs> That's only in the top 10. They'd say it's number one. It's in the top 10. Right. I'm doing some goofy-ass shit, man. I've been plagued my whole career as a black cloud, but – I had the craziest man in machine called, and I'm going to tell you, I got back to the firehouse, and I went in. Um, we had a, another call, and, and I went in, and, and everybody was in their bunk rooms. It was like 830. And as a leader, I felt like, shit, man, I think I ran them ragged the last two days because we're on 4896s now. They were in bed. These guys, I, I'd, I'd gone to bed the night before before them, and um, I'd gone to Home Depot. I went to Home Depot at, at, at I guess I didn't get back till nine because at Home Depot at like 8 30, 45 and they close at nine. I spent $389 at Home Depot. And it wasn't my money, it was CFT money, and it's stuff we can use for the conversation. But I went to the Home Depot and I pulled out the CFT credit card and I bought $389. And shit, I don't even know if we're gonna use it before. I found a couple cool little like these new little like um Souls like Andrew Broussard be geeking out over, man. It's like the latest, like, little salt. that maybe you're just going to cut, like, in a corner or something. Hell, I don't even know what I'm going to use it for. I just started filling up the buggy because I was high as a kite, man, from going on this call and feeling lucky, and I didn't do shit. I just watched the guys I work with get it done, but I was literally paying because when you're like us and the viewers – you, want to, you don't want people to get hurt. You don't want people's house to, But you want to be on duty when it happens. You want to be there. And I don't have to do it. I just got to go, man. It's just like going to a movie. You get amped up. You're pumped up. You're excited. It's like watching Backdraft for the yes. 2,230. That movie's still not old. If yes. you think it's old, you need to find another job. But I was so excited after six days. Hell, I was ready to stay at work. Next day, I didn't even leave the firehouse until almost 9 o'clock, two hours after I got off. Because I was still paying from going to this crazy once-in-a-lifetime call and thinking about how I'm going to appropriately share the lessons learned from me in the fire service without breaking any of our you know PIO rules and all that stuff. And I did send out a little email to our county firefighters where I just picked some certain things and they are told they couldn't share and move it. But it's not even about that call. People say, oh, you're never going to go that call again. I know, but we learned stuff of that call about air and blades and how many blades you need. And that's what this thing's about, man, is getting a little better. I said it on the last scrap, I think. I was talking about Tom Brady, man. Like, everybody talks – he just wants to throw one more spiral. That's it. He just wants to do – what's wrong with the guy? What's to do one more Super Bowl? Hell, most people – most people in the NFL, if they got eight years or more, if they win a Super Bowl, they're done. They retire. Because in their brain, there's nothing greater. They've done. See, Tom Brady said, one, shit, I want two. Hell, two, I want three. Four, hell, I want five. Hell, he 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 is thirsting. He's dying. And what we need is the fire service to be dying for that grab. We need you to have your gear ready, your air pack ready, your thermal. you got to be literally – Consumed with cutting out every second you can how you're gonna to get to a house, how you're gonna get in a house, which way you're gonna search left. I know what it's like to go right, search the whole house, and then find somebody five feet to the left. Right. So if I'm teaching you in a beyond standards class and I seem a little angry and I get a little mad and I start talking a little loud, I don't yell, I talk loud so you can hear me. And it's because I don't want you to be me. I don't want you. I, I already, I've been there. I've said it a hundred times. I've experienced over 50 civilian firefights. It sucks. And that's why every time I see on Facebook or somebody messaging me or text me about somebody making a grab, even when they don't make it, it gives me a little bit of motivation. Yes. Because that's somebody that was pulled out of a building that ten years ago. They probably wouldn't have been pulled out of the building. They'd been left for an arson investigator. Now let's go over to the next slide, Corey. All I mean, right. We got that's at least good. shut down by midnight tonight. So we got about three hours to go. Hey, right
1: now, everything, I don't want to jinx it. We're doing good. We're doing solid. So go all right. For
0: so it. for you that are taking notes, write this down. Document our wins for them. It's about motivation, it's not about arrogance. It's about motivation. We got to start documenting our successes so you can speak and articulate with compassion, with mission in mind, purpose in mind, because that's what we got to do. Anybody been in a fire service? Anybody been in a fire service? Go back to 1998, 99. Carnes Iris came out. Thermal imager mounted to a helmet. Fort Walton Beach was the first fire department 850 to get one. They did like a McDonald's fundraiser or something. We were fighting for money. Fighting. Maurice gets killed. I'll give you away free pass. First person to say the day that Maurice got killed. Date that Maurice got killed in the Pensacola fire department. When he got killed, you know, that was, um, I don't have to say the year, but we didn't have them. And then that helped motivate us to get them. And they weren't just for firefighters, they're for civilians, right? And then it just started, the the movement started happening, right? Well, now we got to take thermal imagers aren't just for finding people. It's for sizing up the building. It's for rid operations. It's for everything. But we have to find a way to do what we did in 98, 99, and 2000 to like sell that we need thermal imagers. We got to never give up on selling that we need staffing and firefighters to go into buildings and pull people out. We're telling them to close the door. Somebody better be coming to search for them. In my yes, career, man. nothing's going to replace this chief smoothbore nozzle. It's just not. It's it's simple. It's open. It's closed. Let's move on to something else, right? The thirty-inch pro bar that hopefully somebody answered the correct answer. Scott's going to be eight point five pounds. I know now that some are nine, some are ten. The max But for the answer for the test question earlier for that water on the fire pass is eight point five ounces, thirty-inch pro bar. Firehooks Unlimited, ladder 47 was the first company. But there's a point where we gotta and I told a lot of friends this that are into the job. There's a point where you gotta graduate. And I've been telling myself that for years. And that's kind of why I don't do the doc anymore. You know, I mean, like right now I'm getting on a tangent. I'm 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 moving and all that, but I love it, Chief. Hey, hey. I'm 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 gonna do these and I'm gonna, you know, for now I like doing it through Corley. I just think his method is good. But there's a point where you got to graduate. I was doing dot videos all the time. And, you know, my, my my message can't be diluted to where nobody's listening. So that's why I'm kind of just holding mine back a little bit. If you you, you got to ask yourself, where are you going? Where, where, what are you doing? What's your mission in the fire service? I mean, if your mission is just being a fire chief, screw you. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with you. I, my mission wasn't being a battalion chief. Oh, I don't really don't care about rank. My mission is about going to fires and, and I'm going as good. as I don't care if I'm the fireman, the driver. Mine is like everything goes right. Hell, if if one of my companies reverses out to the plug to pump it, I guarantee I'm walking down to that hydrant. 600 feet away is the chief in command. I'm walking down to the hydrant. I want to see that guy or gal, you know, um, that that pump, pump the rig. And and I'm sorry if I, if I always say, guys, on our job, everybody's male except Haley, and she's a badass, and she's not going to get offended. So we only have one female on our job. So I, 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 it, it, take away the gender. You know what I'm saying? It's like firemanship. It has nothing to do with male or female. But um, I'm going to walk down there and I'm going to check and look at it. And if it looks good, I'm taking pictures. And if you if you're pumping that hydrant, you see me taking pictures and videos. That means I'm I'm bragging on you to somebody. I'm sending that video to somebody. Might be Kyle Romagus or Dennis Laguerre. Somebody gives a shit about zeroing out hydrants and yes. fully tapping them and, you know, that extra water. And and I got a guy, man, and I'm going to throw him out there. Uh, Garrett Fathery, he's a, on Engine 11 on my battalion. Man, that guy's made water for me at fires. I mean, we were at a fire in the middle of damn nowhere. Big old farmhouse, storming like crazy. We're in Alabama. No hydrants. I just went up to him. I said, hey, Fathery, man, just give me some water. He's literally running down a driveway like 200 yards coordinating all these tankers, which were well-intended people that are driving rigs. Some guys, you know, some just retire people. They haven't been to fire service. You can't get mad and yell them. They got their ass out of bed for free and they're bringing you 2,500 gallons of water. You yeah. don't, you don't get rude with them. They, we need them. There's not yeah. enough population to, to pay somebody to do that. So, but Father went out there and, and man, used diplomacy and just – and he coordinated it. And I'm going to tell you something. As a team effort, the fire went out, and I got some impressive pictures. Big nice. old farmhouse, burning like crazy, where one guy, percentage of impact, and, and, and that's going to be the August article in Firehouse Magazine on my command success column, is fire ground commander, but sizing up, your percentage of impact think about that sizing up your percentage of impact fathery has been to a bunch of fires man we're one person driving a rig and he, he he wants to be there at the fire but when he reverses out he's going to get that rider he's coming forward you know what and when i was writing the article depth on the bench and firehouse was my article last year and just talking about you know in, in football, 11 on defense, 11 on offense, and, and soccer, there's 11 starting. Well, shit, everybody starts in a fire department. It's the American way. Everybody gets a trophy. Right. You know what? It's sad, but we don't put you in timeout. We don't put you on a bench. We just figure out somehow to 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 surround you with good people. So when we get those good people, we got to tap into them. We got to rely on them. And, and, and I hate it for fathering, man. If I'm going to a big fire – Dude, I'm looking at my roster. I got a clipboard in my front seat. I got one in the back. I got one in my front pocket. And I'm like, how do I get fathery in charge of providing one? Right, yes, yes. For, and everybody listening, you should want to be, you know, fathery. That's what you should want to be. You, you should be that person that, like, the chief or fire round commander's like, man, I need them at this fire. And and I could throw out a bunch of names, you know. Um, But that's who you want to be. And, and, and man, you want to talk about making me feel ten foot tall? When I worked in Pensacola, and, and well, first thing I was, you know, I was on a rescue. There was only two of us, but it was a heavy rescue, so we had all the tools and equipment. And we went to fires. We were going to jobs. And my lifelong best friend George Foss and I were on it. But man, you let Ti Baker. The other day I wore a blue button up on Facebook in honor of him. He, right. he, he's I no longer it. with yeah. us. Retired from Oklahoma State. Man took every National Fire Academy class. He was a general contractor, built houses. Dude, man, if he got on the radio and and called me and said, Ike, if he just said, Ike, not Rescue 31, not Ladder 11, he called me, Ike, I'm telling you, I I wish I could have told him why he was still here on earth with us. Like, when I heard that, I meant, like, he's looking for me to get some shit done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, Ike, I need to get you on a roof or whatever the case may be. And, you know, because I wanted to please him. I wanted to make him happy. I, I all I ever heard was how awesome he was as a fireman. Now he's this big guy, taller than me, bigger than life. You know, formal education, fire service education, firefighter for a long time in the seventies, and a driver and a captain. And man, when I went to fires, I did. I wanted to please him. And if he came over to me and said, "Hey, right, why'd you break them windows?" Man, my pulse went through the roof. I just started talking so fast, making shit up hoping to say, all right, sounds good. At least you got an answer. You know what I mean? All like, right. right. that's what it's about. But but back to this, we got to document our wins for them, man. We got to start grading ourselves. Yes, sir. Everybody's got the answers to the test until it's time to take the test. 100%. You got to start taking your own test and you got to start grading it yourself. You got to start taking your own test and grading it yourself. You ain't got to share it with anybody else. You know, I got guys on my job want to know where all these videos are. I got hundreds, hundreds of over the last 20-some years of fires that are filmed i've never even watched the video on some of them because it didn't you know just irrelevant some of them i've watched it five times never posted never shared you know why i post or share because i look stupid in them yeah i'm not i'm not gonna go around showing them but it helped me that's what it was about it helped me like to see what i did or did we always have this perception of what we did or didn't do and you know whether you know, I put on my gear and I shouldn't have, or I didn't put on my gear and I should have, or where did I park my car? I'm like, well, shit, man, that didn't work out too good. I that, you know, that, that driver of the Ford Due engine had to navigate and park somewhere because my damn cheese buggy that won't put out a fire is in the wrong spot. And it's just self-grading. But let's jump to the next slide, Corey. Hold on, I want to interrupt. I, I don't want to break your stride. I really don't, but... Oh, no, you're good. I mean, I ain't... You ain't gonna no. hell, I'm drinking four Red Bulls, and I got a backup in <laughs> case you go to midnight. I got B12. Yes. No, no, but it's been a crazy
1: night. It's been a crazy night. We've restarted three times, I believe, if I haven't lost track. But I want to throw some audience questions at you before we get uh, keep going. So, uh, are you good for some audience questions? Hell yeah, let's go. Here we go. Aaron uh Hashidin said other than CFT conferences, because that's a given, which conferences would you recommend had a great time and learned a lot at the fire officer boot camp seeing both of us. But other than uh, CFT conferences, which I think me and Kurt are both huge fans of the CFT conferences, but other than those, which one would you
0: suggest to people? This is no, this is no lie, man, and, and I'm not a politician. They're all good, they're all good, and and, I, and, and we're gonna go down. A, this is a good question. We're gonna That's go a down Great, a great answer too. go we're ahead. We're going down a sidewalk here. Have have I had stressful days where I'm trying to figure out how to pay the bills for the conferences? And, you know, COVID and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the hotel and the, they got to have their money. I've had weak moments where I got insecure, sensitive, uh, thought I was like fucking running a McDonald's and Burger King moved in next door. I ain't McDonald's. I'm not Burger King's. I'm not here to sell hamburgers. I'm here to, I'm here to sell and motivate others to motivate others. And If there's one thing that I've graduated and I've grown into is I'll support anybody's fire conference. At the end of the day, you know what, do I think there's going to be too many? No, but the audience, the firefighter, the fire departments will determine that not me at the end of the day. If there's a fire conference and 30 people show up and those 30 people can't go to another city because they got a kid that's bedridden you know, or a kid that, you know, whatever, everybody's got their reasons, man. They got to make a living. You know, nobody really knows the challenges of what somebody has at home. Right. But when somebody has a fire conference and people can attend it, they can't come to Pensacola Beach or they can't go to the Lake of the Ozarks. or They can't go to Carolina Days or Carolina Beach or Syracuse, wherever. And I mean that. They're all great conferences. They're, they're all great. I, I think sometimes we do a disservice when we um, we, we put the names on there. You know, um, the, you know, one of my top mentors that I look to, and, you know, I, I hope one day I can be as reserved as he is because even though he's reserved, his power of his words are, are more powerful than the loudest person in the fire service. But Jim McCormick doesn't really advertise who's teaching there. You just know if you go there – You're going to get taught by legit people that teach the way my dad believed. They're not going to talk down to you. They're not going to act like they've been to more fires than you. They're there to teach you something that's fire ground tested that when they're done, if they did 20 rotations, anybody amongst those 20 rotations got the exact same thing. It's like curriculum from a college. It's not, they didn't just make shit up. each time with just some whim of the woo. Right. And I think we do a disservice sometimes when we, um, over embellish and market that you know you're coming corley or i'm coming or whatever i'm gonna tell you the the best instructors in a fire service they have the most to offer they ain't, they're not teaching a no fire conference they're at their fire department teaching their battalion they're teaching their company and then when they get off they're going and running their tile business or running their roofing yeah. business. and the truth is when they're at work they're a badass when they're at work they're on duty they're they're what i call an every third day firefighter whether it's a 40-hour week of it, and they're legit, man. Look at the FDNY. You can't name 12 people in the last 20 years from the FDNY that teach on the national level. There's hundreds and hundreds of phenomenal officers and chiefs in the FDNY. They're a 12,000-person fire department. Yeah, They got enough people in their own organization to teach, right? So, you know, we, we I really do think we got to start working on stepping back and stop putting so much emphasis on – You know names or what, what, whatever. And I appreciate that somebody that that people, you know, maybe that I motivate people in my style or whatever. But man, there's just like, you know, and 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 I'm not gonna blow smoke, but I will. Corley, you you last second you told her on a second floor golf side, um, at COBC, the damn shit, man, I miscalculated. Wasn't enough seats in there for everybody, and you had a standing ovation. They loved it, you know, and that's because. You just, you know what I mean? You've just been slowly, you haven't been pushing yourself. you just been, you love the job you're doing. How many more Corley Moore's are out there, man? Like, you know, really, there, there, there's so many people that are just doing good stuff. They're just doing it to themselves, man. Like, um, and, and I, I hate to get on the side. Well, we were teaching the all-minimum standards class at Midway, 114 heat index. And I was like, hey, I got to get them to rehab. I, I mean, it's hot as shit. They just ran a full 22-minute drill like I was running box alarm assignments. And we didn't have rigs. So don't make excuses. We had one commercial chassis rig to use. That was it. And we got a bunch of the damn CFT pop-up tents. And under them, uh, we, we, uh, Kyle Saxon got the, the CFT trailer from our office. And we supported Escambias training through CFT equipment. And under there were like hose packages and irons. And it was mock-up rigs, and when we would dispatch them, they would just step out from under the 10 as a three- or four-person company nice. and go to work at Midway's Drill Tower. But they just got done, man, and I was stressed out about one of them having a damn heat emergency. And I said, you know, you got whatever it was, two minutes. And Tim Nagum, and he's one of our right-hand guys with, you know, the fire conferences, he's like, Chief, I need five minutes. I need five minutes. I'm like, shit, man, if mean, he needs five minutes, he needs five minutes. I'm like, I got to get these guys two, two, maybe two bottles of 33-degree water, they get their shit off, and then they get inside in the AC because I'm stressed out that one of them's going to I'm like, Timmy says he wants five minutes. I mean, Timmy's getting five minutes, and dude starts talking, and Timmy, you know, he didn't really teach a lot at the CFT conferences, man. He's a guy running around sweating his ass off working when nobody's watching. And, man, I, I, I'm going to tell you – I almost got emotional, right? I'm like, cause Timmy was a volunteer in the nineties in Escambia. He's been with us since day one, ate up with a job. You know what I mean? Don't size Timmy up by looking at him. I mean, he's a badass on a fire ground, whether he's fighting fire, getting on a roof, pumping a rig, you know what I mean? Everything. And he can cook pretty good too. Uh, he was at my house yesterday. I mean, he's not just a, a guy that I work with at the fire department. He's a personal friend. He was, and that's what I'm talking about. See, Timmy's not the guy that's going to come knocking on the door. Hey, can I teach? Can I teach? Can I teach? He's not – I mean, shit, he can get all time he wants at Escambia at time and a half going to fires and doing it, right? I got home that night. I told Jessica, I said, Tim Nagum. I wish I would have recorded him today. I wish yeah. I would have recorded him talking to these recruits in 140 – and Tim had his freaking full bunker gear on. We got yeah. pictures of proof. he's wearing all his gear and- – Timmy's just talking to him about real-world shit, street smart stuff, man. Just, like, nothing polished, no fancy PowerPoint, real-world information. Right on. And that's when I knew that my dream – I've had a dream for over 10 years that one day I'm going to have a class, and the CFT class is going to be called the Escambia Boys. And they all know it. I've been telling them for a long – that one day that I'm going to feel comfortable, that all of them feel comfortable that they can do what Timmy did at Midway – and that we ain't got to put a bunch of fancy names, you know, of all these people. And don't get me wrong; them guys are coming too because we start part of the re- one of the reason we start a con Hell is a way to pay for all my friends to come to Pensacola Beach and have a good time. I mean, he would pay for the hotel, would pay for the travel, and you know, most of them, you know, take a little bit of pocket change or either teach for free, and that's really man what it was about. But I mean, I- I'm telling you, before it's done. We're going to have a a class, a program. It's going to be all the Scambia guys, guys that I go to fires with that I've seen them, you know, going through when the cotton candy's going all the way down to the floor, just pumping out so much you feel like you could bag it up. And, you know, and I trust them that they know what they're doing and that they they understand heat constant saturation rates. And, you know, they're on the roof, man. Like, you know, people are watching videos and like, you're not nervous. I said, shit, no, been going to fires for 15 years. They they want to go home too. They love their wife. They love their kids. They aren't like on a kamikaze mission or nothing, you know. Oh, yeah. So I got off on a ramble there, but hell, they're all the conferences are good, man. You just got to find one that works within your budget. You know, it's not your kid's birthday. It's not your anniversary. You know, whatever it is. Um, hell, I, I you know what I probably shouldn't say this. I ain't never told nobody no on free conference passes for other conferences where they're trying to rake money just to break even. I mean. Shit, man, I, I'll do anything I can to help you keep it going. Um, you know, I, I'm going to tell you on an a area, I'm measuring up my percentage of impact, and my expectation is so high, I don't ever know if I'm going to get there. You know, I, I told somebody one time, they said, Who do you want to be? I said, I want to be Roy Jones. Well, who do you not want to be? I don't want to be Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith got laughed out of the Pensacola Civic Center. He's from Pensacola, graduated Scambia High School. Hell, shit, I think he went to school with Tim Nagum. Um, nothing against Emmett Smith. Right. He forgot about Pensacola. Played at a Scambia High School, went and played at the Florida Gators, Go Gators, and you know, played the Dallas Cowboys. Roy Jones, at the highest highlight of his career, said Pensacola so many times they stopped filming him on ESPN. Because he was <laughs> saying, oh, my boy Pensacola. You know, Seville quarter back in the day, you go to say he didn't know how to, he liked Mike Champo. He'd be walking down the street, going with his friends to dinner, and somebody walks up to Roy Jones. He ain't gonna not stop. He's gonna talk to him, and he's gonna need one of his buddies like me walking up to Champo and saying, Hey, I'm the dick. He's gotta go. It's my time. You know what I mean? And that's how Roy Jones was. And I tell people, it sounds arrogant. When I'm done, I want to be Roy Jones. I want 850 firemen to love me more than any other firemen. Hell yeah. I want people I went to Scambia with to say I didn't forget about them, I didn't, that I left them behind, they're more important than anybody else. They're the ones coming to my retirement party. They're the ones that if I'm in a fire and I fall over with a heart attack in the front yard, they're the ones going to be ripping my shit off, pumping on my chest. It ain't going to be you, Corley. It ain't going to be these other viewers. They're the ones going to be coming, you know, when my dad died, Ain't nobody driving across the country knocking on my front door bringing me meals. It was firemen bringing meals from my job from the 850 type of deal. So, you know, I, I tell you that to, to still goes back to what conferences are good. They're good. I'm going to tell you this I'm going to give you, I'm going to define it one answer. Okay. The conference closest to your fire departments is the best fire conference. That's the one you got to support first. You get a conference in your backyard, you support it. You get a conference in your backyard. Don't turn a blind eye to it. Support it. Man, if I could have had conferences in the early 90s in Northwest Florida, man, oh man, shit I, hell. I, I don't know, man. It it would have been bad news cuz I mean, I, I would have just I'd have been on top of the world for it. I, it it would have just it been it would have been everything, you know? So, um that's a, that's a question. We'll move on to something else That's
1: I, why I love That's why I love you, Chief. 100% Kurt. I love you. You just uh pre you just ranted and brought it home uh i don't think anybody does that as well as you do so uh take the compliment uh kevin to wants to know and i love this question coming at you how do you handle the target because of your passion and love for the job
0: well I, I, i'm not I, you know what well, here's the deal i finally got the message out so good i'm not even a target no more we made those shirts a couple of years ago i'm done being a target because people gave up they finally realized they didn't make me sweat you know what i mean that that like I moved on. I don't engage on the internet anymore. Like I haven't engaged in years. I don't argue with anybody on the internet. Um, You know, um, you know, I, I, you know, I finally woke up one day and realized that some of the people I look up to the most, they don't do that shit. Why the hell was I doing? You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know any of my mentors that have ever engaged in frivolous debates. that are never going to be one on the internet. So um, I don't worry about it, man. What's most important to me is that you know we're the lucky ones, man. Like I, I said it, excuse me, before July Fourth, Eric Tolan, Denver Fire Department, him and his wife, his kids come stay here. Todd Edwards, Kathy, Todd's got a tra- his own training business. Anthony Rowett's got his own training business. Dennis laguerre has got his own trainers business. About every, I mean, you, I can keep naming guys that teach on CFT team. They got their own. Tra- we're not in competition with each other. I don't want to manage anybody else. I will never ever like want to have to like you know like somebody pays me to pay you. Shit, man. Yeah. Just pay you. Why don't I, don't I didn't earn any of that money. I didn't mean to get off on that. But um, and then, you know, my bromance buddy JJ Cassetta, and his family, they've been coming since his kids were born. Uh they came. Um, and I, you know, I feel bad if JJ's listen, man, by the time he got here, I was so exhausted. My kidneys were hurting, my liver was hurting. I did 18 days off. And I'll just be honest with you, man. I had to go to work to dry out. We were just partying every day, going on a (laughs) boat, And in the sun and the heat, man, I was trying to hydrate. And then I went to work for six days. And then as soon as I got off, uh, Brian Brush and his family were here. They they went out to the Hilton for a couple of nights because I'm going to work um, tomorrow. But, uh, you know, so four different firemen from four different cities that I communicate with on Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? I mean, like, the people – I got a lot of friends in Northwest Florida I love, but I'm not worried about being a target. I got more friends, and I got time to talk to people, man. Let me tell you something. I, you know, there's a picture. I took it down because I really didn't mean to put it up. There's was a picture of J.J. and I that looked kind of goofy on one of my posts a few days ago, and, you know, people said some stuff, and they, they, they're going to feel bad. But it was a picture of J.J. and I literally after we got notified that Jim had passed, and it was just kind of a, a picture that I took to save to look at when I'm on an airplane flying somewhere that we are the lucky ones. And, you know, JJ left and he came over to the cottage where I am now. And and I stayed at my house and his wife said, where is he? I said, we he's probably over at the cottage. And I did like this and I'm sharing personal shit. So he might be mad, but we're the lucky ones, man. We're like crying or a brother from across the country. Across the country. And, people, and I, my, I'm still answering about the target. Why in the fuck do I give about somebody that thinks I'm a target and they're throwing darts at it? You know what? I can't go back and slow down at H-Rock and give Jim Ellis five more minutes. And I said it on Facebook. He is the most powerful man from the back of the instructor cadre. I've watched him at FDIC. I've watched him at HROC, I've watched him in Bowling Green. I've watched him in Syracuse, New York. He never, ever stepped in front of a fellow instructor. When everybody else was done trying to sound intelligent, impressive, and how much they knew, when they were done, he picked up the, the, the end. The person that picks up the end's got the most knowledge because they can't say what everybody else said. They gotta have something to add to what everybody else said. You know, and that when when I'm at H rock this year, it's gonna jam me up because I'm gonna be walking around thinking about Jim, knowing that any one of them other guys that I love to death, they could be Jim next year. Hell, I could be Jim. And we only got so much time, man. We're the lucky ones. we we we, we truly, truly are. And so my days of worrying about being a target are over, man. I, I can't, I can't be on the phone and and you know talk and and, and I'll say it, man. I, um, I'm I'm kind of rude to to you know Ray and Champo and to 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 people watching y'all. You know y'all think they're somebody big and special. They're not big and special. They just other guys that love the job like like we do. You know, oh. I mean, I don't give two shits about what their name is. They're just guys that I love, and when they stop and talk to somebody, and I know we're going to a scheduled dinner where we're going to sit down with six of us and actually be able to have a real conversation, I'm selfish. I'll be that guy that says, you know what? No, this is not – this is my time, you know. And the older I get, that ain't going to get no better, man, because, you know, that's what's cool is when you get those special moments and you get to talk about it, and that's when you realize – who cares if you're a target? You're a target because you intimidate them, because they don't have what you have. They're not the lucky ones. They don't love the job. They don't have people that they can communicate with around the country when shit's going bad. That that they can you know bounce ideas off of and love the job and that sort of thing, man. Like, let me tell you something. Um, and, and you talk about conferences, man. I, you know, I'm pretty transparent. I'm, I don't really talk about it on like podcasts and stuff. But I'm going to tell you, if you ain't heard it before, CFT is only here because of the CFT team, man. We bankrolled that shit for years. We were literally opening the next conference, getting the registration money to pay for the last conference. And there's people out there that have done conferences. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like you're at the house arguing with your wife. How are we going to pay these bills? We didn't know it was going to cost this. We didn't know this was going to cost this. We didn't expect this to happen. We didn't. You, you let them go buy $5,000 in OSB? That wasn't in the budget. I mean, I, I could keep going about like crazy stuff that when you're passionate like we are, we're not business people. We <laughs> suck at accounting. Yes. We don't have – but that. think about being in a firehouse. You know, you're bitching as the fire chief won't buy this, that, and the other. Well, he's not buying it because the city ain't just going to make it up. I mean, it's not in the budget. And, you know, Jessica hates it, but I, I always say everything takes longer than you expect and everything costs more than you think it's going to cost and at the end of the day you know we, we we give away a lot of passes that we can um thank god to our supporters you know and and i can't say it you know i can't name all of them but our two biggest supporters are columbia southern university been with us never missed a conference and elkhart brass and safe fleet you know with us if it, if it wasn't for for them and some other people that have come and gone throughout the years we'd really be in trouble but we don't we don't whore ourselves out with sponsors. Anybody that knows how we do it, we don't do that. But um, uh, your best friend's looking good there in the back, Corley. He's checking me <laughs> out. He's crazy. Um, but we couldn't have done it without a CFT team. So why would I be worried about being a target when I got all these people backing me up, man, against all odds? And, and I'm a target in Northwest Florida. I got people that literally, you know, they probably call themselves Christians, I mean, you know, don't, you know, why, why would anybody be praying, you know, for something to to fail? I mean, shit, man, I, I just prayed that my my family comes home safely. I don't, I don't say stupid, I'm not going to get into religion on here, but, you know, like people just do some goofy shit. You know what I mean? To just want to, uh, to sabotage. That's what I'm trying They want to sabotage stuff. I don't worry about them, man, because I got too much power. You know, and it's not my power. It's the CFT team power, man. Like, yes, you know. Me supporting you, you supporting me, you know, whether, you know, it's Todd or Eric or JJ or, you know, wh- whoever, man, Kyle Saxon, dude. Like CFT, if if we didn't have, you know, Kyle Saxon and Matt Scallon and Shannon Stone, them guys, man, I'll, I'll, if they stopped doing everything today and never helped another day, on my deathbed I'll just be saying, man, this logo, this logo should have their names on them, you know, and we'll give out another water and a fire pass. Uh, what is two hundred one? What is two hundred one? That's another water on the fire pass. Two hundred one. What is two hundred one? Another water on the fire pass. Um, and you know that that's just man. Like we couldn't do it without those guys, you know. And and I don't worry about who likes who or what. Man, you, you know what? I can like you and somebody else. I'm best friends with doesn't like you. That's all right. We just want all three come together, man. I'll just associate with you guys on you know different days and. That is one thing I could say I probably – this is my best year ever of not engaging in frivolous, negative conversation about other people because I've been just as guilty of it. And, man, I didn't really set it up being a goal this year, but I don't get in frivolous, negative conversations. I don't waste my energy anymore. I used to do it, man. I wasted so much time. I, I'm focused on where I'm going, you know, what I want to do, what my percentage of impact is going to be. And I'll tell you this my impact is only going to be achievable through others. 100%. I need you poorly. I need Todd and JJ and, you know, Rob Fisher and Shannon stone. I mean, I need, I need, I need all, I need everybody. Everybody's important. Don't ever discount anybody. They're all important. Now, once they don't want to be a part of it, that's fine. But once they want to make it a target, then I just don't worry about them. Just let, let them, let them go, man. Like just, you know, let them move on down the road of the path of what's going on. But, you know, life goes by so fast, man. You, you kind of got to set up some, 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 you know, true goals of what you're trying to achieve. And then you got to start, you know, like charting the course yes. of, of what you're doing and how you're doing. And real quick. Just because people are on here, I want to give away go. a couple of passes. I got I, I, this morning, Brush and I were sitting there. My buddy JJ just texted me bromance. Um, and uh, <laughs> even my kids will tell you I got a bromance. Um, JJ's one of my top, but I got other ones too. Um, but, you know, man, people are jealous of that shit, Corley. People are jealous when, when we love other people in the fire service like we do, man. It just... It, 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 You know what? But Don't worry about it. That's all right, man. I don't care. You know what? All it matters is if my wife's okay with it. Fair enough. You know, enough. Don't, we, don't, we don't, in my house, we don't call, you know, those guys, you know, uncle. But Bill Gussin, Ray McCormick, Mike Champo, J.J., those guys are like un- uncles to my kids, man. Like, I mean, shit, I don't talk to my brother. It's sad, but I don't talk to my brother. I don't talk to my brother five times in 15 years, but you know what? My kids grew up at the Hilton on Pensacola Beach, literally around those guys watching how they are operating, knowing I was sharing hotels rooms with them. Sleep. Man, I mean, to my kids, that's like Uncle Ray or Uncle JJ. We just yes. call Mr. J. But, man, like, you know how many people wish they could have that many uncles? Shit, man. So I got to pull up my notes here to give away some free shit. We're giving away all kinds of stuff. And I don't know how many Warren of Fires was given away yet. Okay. I don't either. Brother, I'm, I'm counting on you
1: and Scott and, and we're gonna me and Scott have been texting a little bit. We're gonna go back through the chat to make sure we get everybody that answered. But go ahead. Um, so uh I broke his concentration.
0: Hey, oh I got it. When was the first CFT ODP? When was the first County Fire Tactics Officer Development Program. What year was it? And where was the first CFT ODP taught? Where was it taught? And I'm going to just help you out. It wasn't the hill. First CFT ODP, what year? And where was it taught? What location? And then we'll probably give away two for that one. Water and fire okay. for just Because I want guys. And who taught at it? Cause it was a bunch of different people, and I'm gonna go ahead and give out a little trick and nugget. That one wasn't Monday through Friday. It was almost a hundred hours. It was one day a week for ten weeks. Oh shit! It was basically just local people. I wanted to be for shit, and, and I'm gonna tell you something. We lost money, man. We like even though <laughs> we thought it was free and they didn't charge us, we didn't even make enough revenue to pay for guys like. Todd Edwards, I'm gonna give out some names. Michael Lombardo. We we paid for their travel. Them guys talked for free. They didn't take any money. They didn't take any money at all. Zero. Wow. And even though we just paid for their travel, shit, they stayed at my house. We didn't. We couldn't even afford to put them in a hotel room. They slept at my house. We put them. on. Rick Colomate. So some of y'all had the game, but like, you want to see why I get emotional? These guys, man, they don't gotta put their name on them. mat. These are these are grown ass men. Them chiefs in their fire department and shit. And um, they're coming and staying at my house. If they ain't typed up the answer, then they lose. It was at Midway. And then uh, less than two miles down the road, we go up to Midway, full day class. Then the class is invited to come sit on my back porch. Yeah, my wife's special. Yep. Once a week in the afternoon, a bunch of firemen sit on my back porch having cold drinks out of a cooler. Because we couldn't go to the bar because I felt like I had to buy drinks. I didn't have no money to buy anybody drinks. Right. (laughs) Five years ago. Right. Thank God that Chief Kansing and Midway supported it. And we did it. And I'm going to tell you now, ODP is our most financially successful thing we've ever done. Mm. And it's a true story. It financially puts the bills for some other conferences. In a business world, you know what they would do? They would shut the ones down that weren't making money. And they make, they just keep all the money from ODP. Yeah. Just do like three ODPs throughout the year. Yeah. I can't do that though, because the people that built it and made it successful, you know, the first one, Shannon Stone was another instructor that the people that made it successful and poured the foundation, I mean, they believe in hands-on training. So like, I just can't get in a world of just lectures, but at the end of the day, on a business model, it makes a lot more sense. You get a couple people speaking, that's it. There ain't you no know, props, there's no overhead, you don't have to have all the, you know, like, you start flying 12 people to town for one training group, man, just oh, yeah, to travel, it's expensive, and, you know, I've always been, man, I don't want to tell anybody, no, they can't come, you have the courage to call me, you're probably coming, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, <laughs> so, those are, those are things that, that are, uh, important, um, so, another water on the fire, when was the first heavy rescue seminar, the lecture, lecture, where and when and who taught it. On Pensacola Beach, one-day heavy rescue seminar, where, when, and who taught it. it was one person, instructor of one-day uh, seminar.
1: Lots of good answers, Kevin. <laughs> I love it, man. Right, Dude, here's I... another
0: water on the fire conference pass because everybody wants water on the fire, man. It's a month away. You know, people's shit's still open. People are worried about COVID shutting down. So, I will be there. I'll, I'll be tell there. you this. If you win a free pass, get with me, and I'll make sure that we find you a hotel room that's not them stupid prices. I'll, I'll I'll free up one of our rooms. We'll get you somewhere around $150 a night, or we'll partner you up with somebody else so you're not wasting money out of your pocket and get you an affordable rate. How much water in one foot of five inch for a free water on a fire pass? How much water in one foot of five inch for a free water on a fire pass?
1: Dude, I absolutely love the, the trivia for the wins, man. I love
0: it. All right, here's another water on a fire. Another one, additional one. Amount of water, the weight, the discharge time, and the reach of the stream from a water can. If you don't know the answer, just Google Eric Wheaton and check out his shit. Because <laughs> he's going to be there for canned confidence, right? Love hey, it. somebody just stuck in your back door, Corley. You said Amanda was out of town. Somebody she said, is. She's coming in back in. You.
1: The dogs oh. open the door. Normally, the door is closed. You can see it. The stream can't because all they can see is the door that's open. Like, it cuts oh, okay. off, like, for, for everybody else, it cuts off, like, whatever. I don't
0: want anybody sneaking in. You're in Oklahoma. You're liable to shoot them with a laser 9mm Glock or something. Some, some sort of
1: freedom stick. Yes.
0: Yeah. Amount of water, the weight, discharge time, and reach of a water can. And um for. Uh, Technical purposes, we're going to go with Eric Wheaton's numbers since okay. he's one of the CFT team guys and teaches. Um, you know, Check out his website, VinatrSearch.com. All right, we're going for another oh. water and a fire pass for guys that are still holding on while I got them right here. All right. Size and length of the booster backup line, and for a bonus to beat somebody else out, what's the color based on Escambia County standards? size length and color the booster backup line for people before water for the booster backup Ooh. this Gambia county fire rescue has been doing for 22 years where we'll literally send the first two rigs straight to the scene because we're more worried about making a grab than we are running out of water for a private dwelling fire that ul and their burns proved that most of the time even for a rocking fire you don't even use 200 gallons I can't count. how many times. Gonna, well, hey, hey, we are We just don't give another water on a fire. Shit, let's just do it. How many water cans in a seven hundred and fifty gallon booster tank? You better be typing it up quick. How many water cans in <laughs> a seven hundred fifty gallon? So if you if you're carrying seven hundred fifty gallons of water in your booster tank and you pull up, how many water cans is that? And you can't put out a bedroom fire, you're screaming, oh, give me a hydrant, give me a hydrant, lay me a line, lay me a line." What you need is some more people to help you stretch that inch and three quarter. And use that 750 gallons of water. You need somebody to be searching simultaneously to make a successful graph. Can we put the slides back up? This is what we're I can't. Right can. yeah. No, 100%. Give me a second. Yeah, let's make this educational. Some guys are probably on duty. They can write this shit up in Firehouse Web. All right, throwing that up. Give me a I truly am just drinking Red Bull. Red Bull. I got me some Red Bull. Got me some Coke. Got some <laughs> water. I, I did water down my Red Bull, though. <laughs> Chief, before you get to the slides, I want to throw one question at you, okay?
1: Mm. And then I'm going to go and hit the head and I'm going to leave you to answer it while I grab drinks. And if anybody what else wants to. So before happens you get, if I don't know what happens if I run out of things to say while you're gone. I, I have no I have no fear of that ever. Mm. Right, let's that, get
0: let's get to a new slide then. Okay, okay. Oh, you're gonna get a question too. Like you can ask me the question, but let's get let me just make sure I'm on a good slide that I want to talk about. You tell me which slide you want. I'm, I'm moving through them. Keep going on the next one. All right. Right here, We'll leave it right here. This is good. Back up. Back up one right here? Yeah, right that's good.
1: Okay, we'll leave so, that for that. This yeah. question comes at you from Indiana. It comes at you from Ben Hepner. He wants to know, as a young chief, how do you focus on the job? Because this ties into the working chief, so I wanted, I wanted to throw it at you. I really don't want to miss it. But how do you focus on the job while taking criticism from the rank and file? So I'm going to throw that at you, and I'm going to take a short hiatus as I hit the head and throw that at you, and then I'll be right back.
0: Um, And this will be pretty blunt too, man, is if if you're a young chief and you're letting the rank and file what they think bother the way you operate, you probably shouldn't be a chief. And, you know, do do I think that you need to kind of have a pulse on what they think? 100%, man. I'm a different chief today than I was 18 years ago. I got promoted in January of 2004. So this January will be whatever it is, 19 years you know, in a large county fire department. And and I've made a lot of mistakes, man. I'm a better chief today than I was last year, and I'll be better next year um, as a whole. But too many times chiefs are doing what they think is uh, what the, the the folks, the men and the women, the line, the personnel, you, you got to be doing what you're doing. Nick Saban don't go to, to coach in Alabama worried about what some 18-year-old kid thinks he ought to do. Um you know, I sure as hell hope, you know, Coach Billy Napier um, that we just got in Florida is not worried about. I mean, hopefully he's coaching based on what he learned, you know, with the Raging Cajuns and when he was with Nick Saban or whatever. Um, you know, I, I'm not out for a popularity contest, uh, man. I, I got some phenomenal lieutenants. They got the damn panties in a walk because I tell them where to park. Well, fuck it. if You don't know where to park the truck. I'm going to tell you where to park the damn truck. And eventually one day you'll start parking that shit where it needs to be. But you want to park it in the middle of the damn road. I'm going to tell you to get that shit off in the grass. And then maybe like now, 2022, they all park in the right spot. So, you know, it ain't micromanagement. What I'm doing is I'm teaching you. I'm coaching you. So one day when I'm not there, you can park that shit right. My vision and my eyes are a little bigger than yours because you come to work every third day and you're good at it. and You love the job, but you just think about it every third day. I think about it seven days a week, 365 days a year. Every four years I get an extra day to think about. It's a bonus on leap year. Um, and I don't take February 29th off either. I can promise you. February 29th ain't no special day to me. Um, and so you you can't worry about what they're thinking. Now, are you going to to get a pulse, a gauge, so you can mature and 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 grow and develop? Yeah. Um, You know, I I wouldn't be writing the command success column 18 years ago. Shit, I wouldn't have wrote it 10 years ago. Uh, Peter Matthews has been talking to me for it about a while, and I wasn't real comfortable with it. Um, You know, I don't teach leadership classes. You can't find me teaching a leadership class. I teach fire ground command. I teach strategy and tactics. Um, When my youngest goes to – leaves the house in two years – and, and everything goes successful, I might start teaching a few leadership classes, but it's going to be what not to do because it's going to be me screwing up. You know, I've done some stupid shit as a young chief. I was doing a critique one time at Station 3, and I, 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 I lost my temper, and I just said, hell, all of you. Go back to the fucking firehouse. I'm done. Well, that was my lack of control. So, um, you know, at the time, should I have been a chief? I don't know, man. Was I a good tactician uh, strategically, man? You know, I... You know, I make no bones about it. I I I think I got a a gift from God. I grew up in the church. I think I was born to be a fireman. I think I was born to understand strategy and tactics. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of it comes from reading a lot of books, Freed's book, Clark's book, John Norman's book, Avilo's book, you know, hell shit. Chief James had just, you know, passed away from Philly, man. I think I read every article he ever wrote in Firehouse magazine. Um, you know, it's sad that his textbook never took off. I got his textbook. You know, if I'm going to stand out front and command people to to, to aggressively fight a fire, I'm going to try to read every book, hoping I find that one little, you know, nugget or what's going on. But I, I don't worry about that, man. Like, I, I just, I, I, I can't, regardless, you know, whether now, I mean, because I still think I'm young. My dad was 81. He got pissed off if you called him old Um but even as an 18 year chief, I still think I'm young and a young chief. I hope I can do 10, 10 plus more years on um, command and fires, you know, and, I, and I'm not looking to go in the office. I'm not looking to be a four bugle chief. I'm not looking to be, I'm looking to retire commanding people in the battle on the fire ground. That's what I am fire ground command. It's, you know, you know, I, you know, I went to hazmat school at the fire college and, you know, did chemistry and all that other stuff. Cause I wanted to do it all. But, you know, I really my my focus is, is on a microscope, man. The bull's out of target for me is tactics. You know, not that I do it, but forcing doors, you know, stretching lines, flowing water, water supply, ventilation. You know, search, um, time delay tactics, maximizing arrival sequence um, on your uh, response model based on your demographics, your staffing, your jurisdiction. Those are those are the things, and, and I'm still challenged with it, but. You know I, I, you know, I can't go to work like – and, man, this could be a two-hour class, and it, it still sucks. Um, I, I hope Trey Nelms is listening because I told Trey Nelms this. Chief Nelms from, from uh, Nashville, what a jam-up guy, man. I, him and I are so alike. But he's been to the two commanders. On the side, and I told him the first one, I said, this shit's going to suck. And he's there just to maybe learn one thing in two days from me, you know. And, that was the first one. I loved it, Chief. I you know, took But, but, but remember, told the, then I, I told I tell the audience, I said, Man, I don't know. I said, I'm making it like I just know that that one day I want this perfect. I don't know if it's gonna be two days, three days. I want the perfect command from the sidelines. And and I'm slowly getting my thoughts together with this command success column, you know, from the first one being it's worth the risk, which means you gotta have the the, the test of fortitude, the ability, the nerve. Um manage the stress. you, you got to have the, the ability, the confidence, the arrogance to send people into a burning building. If you're going to do that, it requires a serious investment. And, you know, to, to answer uh, his question, and this is to any chief, any chief listener, any chief listener. And I'm not talking about you know, chiefs that might get paper cuts, you know, and I love Chief Scott Thompson to death. So there are some great fire chiefs out there that are doing some phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. I mean, look at Chief Hoff, commissioner of, you know, Chicago or Chief Lombardo, commissioner of, or uh, Chief Hoff, Chicago, Lombardo, Buffalo. I mean, we've had some firemen, some firemen's firemen make the head ranks. And that's when, you know, that's where, we're the lucky ones when them guys get up there. We're like, we like, we ought to embrace that shit. Chief Richardson that just retired from the FDNY. But the most important thing, a, a chief that runs a battalion that commands fires. <clears throat> Number one, most important thing you need to achieve for success on a fire ground is command presence. Mm. I think it's the most underrated, most under-talked about thing. I don't give a shit how much strategy you know. I don't care about how much tactics you know. And once you get command presence and you can truly feel it, know it, and value it. And this is how you know you got it. When you got somebody on your fire ground that you're a target, they hate you, they don't they don't like you, they talk about you, they pray at night you're gonna fail. But when they go to a fire with you and you 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 talk softly, they they hear it as a bullhorn and they get it done. That's when you got command presence, and that's when you respectfully value, even though they hate you, you value that they trust all the investment and the time you put in to knowing your game, to to being Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney or Bill <laughs> Belichick or you know whatever. I don't give a Insert. shit, and I'm just throwing out because everybody watching this shit don't know any about the real sport soccer, but. You know, um, we. oh, by the way, I think I said this on a scrap before. In soccer, we don't take timeouts to regroup. It's like a fire round. See, soccer's like fire. We don't take a timeout. The clock just keeps on ticking, man. You know what? Either they're ready or they're not. The coach really can't change shit up. And in, in, in high-level soccer, they only get like two subs, maybe four subs, depending on just a World Cup, whatever league it is. But command presence most important thing you can ever have love it. And I'm going to tell you right now, man, it, it, to me, it's, I I value it so much. When I go to a fire, I don't take it lightly. I mean, it means the world to me when, you know, and it makes me nervous too, because I tell them all the time, I'm like, man, I can make a, I can make a mistake. I can miscalculate it. I can tell you, I can sit there for the next two hours and tell, you know, I had a fire one time off of Gillamard street and, um, john van meter was a lieutenant he just retired from our job off of squad three and um you know i used to tell him all the time i'm like dude man don't put too many eggs in my basket i said one day one of them eggs are gonna crack and it's going to be a messy basket and you know we had a fire that he was in there to, and i got it on video the, the wind was blowing like crazy he got in there was a sliding glass door but they added on to so that sliding glass door was inside the house There were rooms that had windows, and if you took the window, you weren't jumping to the outside. You are just jumping into another room. And thank goodness Lieutenant Van Meter was in there. I didn't back him out. It's one of the few times I ever had a lieutenant back out of a fire that I didn't call him out. of. He backed out, and he he came over and said, I'm sorry. I had to regroup. And I'm like, shit, don't be sorry, man. Like, you know, nothing happened, but it it, it could have. You know what I'm saying? Because – his thermal imager was acting goofy because it was that clear window. It was hot. The wind was blowing. It was like a cold front coming in. My father-in-law was riding with me. He was sitting in a damn chief's buggy. just because dad was riding from Louisville. House next door was lighting off. Um, you know, one of them weird calls were, you know, this house is the city. That house is the county. We were on a call with them, But, you know, um, and, and that's one of many fires that, you know, that night and the next day I took some notes and – and I don't know what that far has been, like seven, eight years ago, but I'm still working on my command presence of how do I facilitate, motivate, and allow somebody to do something that they otherwise might not do if it wasn't for me as their coach, as the somebody that gives them that confidence, you know. Um, and 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 it's cliche ish, but you know, hell shit, University of Florida tried to um copyright our new coach's saying. Scared money don't make money. That's what Billy Napier says in Florida. Because, you know, a few times he went for it when he was in uh, Louisiana and won a football game because he took some big risks. Yes. Well, it's the same thing on the fire ground, man. Scared money don't make money. Right. You know, at the end of the day, if you if you put the time and the investment, hesitation will kill you. I'm 100%. telling you, man. 100 percent Kill you so fast. Um, and if you got hesitation, you better just keep your ass on the bench. You All might right. want to just stay on a fire truck um because that is a problem and uh, you know and i don't want to get onto a negative path but we got too many people running around wearing these hats that you know they, need they to- can't make a decision they can't they they yes. they're they gonna have to, they haven't gone and sat in you know chief Salka's class enough or chief norman or red Vincent dunn's book and i could say a million people there's only so many highly experienced fire ground commanders that have put their stuff in and and writing it ain't like this it ain't like when i when i was a kid and there's all these encyclopedias you know a book to pick i mean one shelf will hold all the the fire ground commanders that are worth a shit to writing there's 100%. not too much of it i mean yes there really there's not and so, you're being you're being generous with one shelf honestly yeah i mean it, i mean it might be this many books i mean right. And, and and I'm not taking away from you know like Chief Clark man is why I, I, you know I like to have every edition I got Chief John Norman's but I got Clark's blue but I don't have the yellow um you know and and like this book right here you know are, are all these books like Firestream practices the Olenna this is a good book man this has some phenomenal drawings in it and I got it oh shit hell inside of it you can see I didn't even know this was in here this is the Command and Control November December 2000 Volume One Issue Two. Man, Fire Nuggets was the first magazine or online internet training before Firehouse, like, dot com. Right. But 22 years ago, I was printing every one of these off the internet. I mean, every one of them. This here, oh, Chief Jenny Craner ain't listening. You can see I printed this shit when I was on duty at the Pensacola Fire Department, and I used paper. <laughs> it came off the printer from a dispatch to 5100 North Ninth Avenue from our CAD system. Every one on the back. I didn't waste paper, man, because they would take the paper in a Pensacola fire department, and you could print it off. How about this? 22 years ago, Captain John Vigiano, a county riding listens. You can see where lessons learned. The most effective way to extinguish a fire, it saves the lives of trapped and that produces property damage, and he's talking about advancing a hose line. So when I speak about people before water, I'm not throwing that out the window. People are like, well, shit, man, he was an engine guy. No, what I'm saying is the fire service has finally – gotten pretty solid how important engine operations are and stretching a line and understanding a 7H flows, you know, 160, 165, 162. Everybody argues a little bit about what it is. But, um, you know, it, and right here, this introduction, the engine company is the basic unit of a fire department. In fact, many departments consist only of engine companies. And so, yes, that stuff's the foundation. When we start talking about command presence, you start talking about, you know, fire ground command. There's not, man. It's pretty easy. It ain't like you've got to go pick from a hundred books. There's only a few books that you got to go read. And then you, you got to go looking for it, man. Like I, I've been buffing fires since the mid to early nineties, Pat Grace, uh, one of my top mentors that I met in 1990 at a fire off of Oreo beach road. When he first moved here from Binghamton, him and I started going, man, we go to flying squad, New Orleans, you know, we, we would travel Jacksonville, Springfield, Deuce, because if I wasn't going to a fire on duty, I wanted to be going to a fire off duty to be able to stand there and watch it and see what's going on. So I'm going to get off that one. So I, did I answer that question? A hundred percent. I think you crushed that
1: question as you always do. My, I have two things I want to, I want to, uh, springboard off of it, uh, for my own personal curiosity, and the first one is you're, you're an avid reader, obviously, but are you going to write a book on command presence or commanding from the sideline or, or
0: insert the name, but are you going to write a book on, I mean, well, I'm, I'm not going to write a book on command presence. Um, or necessarily command it from the sidelines. Um, because what's your book going to be, what's your book going to be? Oh, are you it's gonna- county fire oh yeah, yeah. I'm very open about that. The, the textbook will be called County fire tactics. Okay. The book will be, I've always said this and so nobody steals it. I mean, we got tactics.com. but um, the textbook that I write, um, which a shitload of people will get credit for, because I'm just regurgitating all the books I've read. Hell yeah. but The book will be County Fire Tactics, and I, I, I do want it to be a little different than all the other tactics books. Um, I, I want it to um, – I'm not looking for it to be a book that somebody reads for a promotional exam, because I think if you're writing – and there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you're writing a book that you're, tr- and, and that is how you sell a lot of them. But I, I'm not like I, I'm going to self-publish it. So whatever one sells, sell. It's really more just of a personal goal. But I don't want it. I don't. I don't want to be my brain to be thinking I'm trying to write a book for a promotional exam. My book, County Fire that is is going to be about my career. Time to Lay tax.
1: Like, nice. what
0: do you do when it's my article? My article next month is about what do you do when you're the chief and you pull up first and it's just you. Well, I can tell you what, what you do. That, that crazy man a machine call went in the other day. I got out of my car. I grabbed a bag that sits in the seat right behind mine. It's like a toolbox. I'm a chief. I got a bag. It's got like six different types of wedges. It's got a railroad tied. It's like all, you know, homemade up for rear forceful entry Ship Tape measure. Every type of, of wire cutter. Excuse me. And then. I carry a different light. I I, I mean, I got the Vulcan that I wear on the strap, but I think all Chiefs, all Chiefs should have that light that's made by Streamlight, the new one. Like the one Chicago still carries instead of a Vulcan, the big type of old school Streamlight, but it's a new one. It's got three bulbs in the front. It's up, but the head moves. Right. Well, I used it three times in the six days I was on duty. One of them was a fire in a big old $2 million house on the water and got a breeze. I sat on the floor and I turned the head up so I could see where I was operating. I was pulling some ceilings. I apologize. I, I should have called for a fireman to come in there and hook the ceiling. But I, I was getting excited thinking about Champo and his training minutes and doing the punch technique. You know what I mean? So I was <laughs> Champo in the ceiling, you know, because I'm still a kid too, man. Shit, I love this stuff. And and I was I was thinking about Champo because I'm a geek, man. I'm, I'm like doing the punch thing and I'm not holding the light. I, like, I don't need nobody The light. I set it down because it's my hand light. I mean, I'm a cheap. I got to light. I set it down. And then on that special ops call, we, they use that light a bunch because they could move the head. It could lay it on its side, you know, but I pride myself. When I got to that call, some people will be like, what in the hell is that micromanaging white hat, white hat guy doing? You know what I mean? Because I'm going in with a light and I, I got my bag. I didn't use that stuff. I brought it with me for my guys to use it. I gave it to them. When I'm in there, I'm trying to get them in a the game. Um, on that call – I can tell you the whole time I was trying to figure out how to build up everybody into the deal. All right. The newest firefighter to the to the, the most, I was trying to get them all in the game. That's what my dad raised me to do. I'll never forget one time we had an activated fire alarm at um, Bay Breeze Nursing Home, probably the late 80s. And I heard my dad, middle of the night, tells the lieutenant, "Come, back. his volunteer fire department. Lieutenant gets back. And, and my dad said, why'd you cancel everybody? And my dad said, they, they want to go to this call. You, you literally let them get out of bed, get their heart pumped. And My dad was a military. You never let them discharge their excitement. You could have waited two more minutes, let them get there. They see it's nothing. That's better than you saying it's nothing. Right. You yeah. know, like, and so my dad taught me, don't prematurely cancel the box let the box come and see it's nothing let the box figure out where they are going to park four engines on a ladder in that parking lot or that neighborhood and so my dad really always told me everybody wants to be on the field and in the fire department there ain't no rules like soccer we only 11 to be on the field my dad said get everybody in the game call them all to the party it's free give out the invitations you ain't paying 25 cent or 50 cent for a stamp give them out you get on the radio it's just like this Battalion two is scam you transmit a second alarm. <laughs> Battalion two is scam you transmit a third alarm. Hey Battalion 2, will you send squad 14? Because they didn't, they weren't on the, the second or the third. Fuck all I want to do is get them in a the game because they've been training the last two months. You know what I mean? On throwing ground ladders. Hell, I'm just trying to get them in a the game. And the more you get everybody in the game, the stronger the team's gonna be. Love it. So um if we could get more people thinking like that that'd be great, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so we were at this call the other day and there's a bunch of maintenance guys standing around and I sent two guys to go get two water cans and a maintenance guy, you know, and, and he was a sharp dude, you know, you could tell mechanically inclined, like a typical mechanic, you know, right. Uh, his IQ's higher than he realizes, you know what I mean? Like there's so many of them people they are way smarter. Than they give themselves credit for, they're like me, they're ADHD and, they happened to be in their upper 40s or 50s, and our parents back then were just happy we weren't, you know, snorting crack cocaine. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, he he comes over, and he whispers to me, "Hey, chief, I got to ask you a question. Why'd you send them two young firefighters to go get them water extinguishers? We we got a garden hose here, hose there, some extinguisher there." I said, "Cause they're standing there doing nothing." I said you know what it's like to be into this job and watch everybody else get to play the game and you just watching? I said, you ever had kids sitting on a bench and you're on the sidelines and you've got a stopwatch calculating how many minutes they get to play and you're pissed off? Well, I'm the parent of all these players and I'm trying to get them all on a field to get equal playing time. Nice. And at the end of the day, I should have asked for them water cans when I got in here, but I didn't. So now if I get them to go get them water cans and they come to a call like this, they're going to bring it but if I don't call for it, they gonna they they look up to me. They just think we don't need it. Well, that's BS. I screwed up. I needed that shit here thirty minutes ago, and I just didn't call for it. So now they're going to get some water cans. That's going to be on their brain, and then the water cans going to be in my pictures when we go back to the firehouse to critique them. Nice. And so then he comes over about ten minutes later. And he said, "Hey," and 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 the guys are in there working on this call, and I'm literally dumping out the man and machine box. We got like three of them. We got bags and. I mean, I'm out in the hallway. I'm not even, I'm not even engaged in doing anything. I mean, the real people are getting the shit done. And I'm pouring stuff out. And a guy comes over Ken and says, Chief, I ask you another question. What? And he said this, what in the hell are you doing? You're pouring all of their stuff out. Are you just trying to create more for them to do when, when this call's over? I said, No. I'm throwing darts at the dart board. He said, What? I said, You think we've been to one of these calls before? (laughs) I said, I'd like to tell you we've been to a thousand of them. (laughs) Or we ain't never been to one of these before. I said, we've been, you know, kids ring on their finger, you know, cats and a lazy boy. I said, we got a lot of cool toys, but we don't get to use them all the time. I said, and right now they in there and they got plan A, B, C, and D. I said, I'm pouring all this stuff out hoping it's going to rattle my brain to come up with plan Z. And if plan Z means we need more people when we get to it, I'm going to call them here. I'm going to get some more stuff coming. So right now I'm the coach. They're playing a football game. I'm trying to figure out when there's 42 seconds left and we're down by eight points how we're going to do a damn 97-yard drive. That's my job. I'm planning for the future. They already got it going on right now. I, I As a chief with command press, I'm trying to come up with a plan so when that don't work, I can give another plan. And then if that don't work, another plan. And then if they don't work, it's not their fault, it's mine because they're using my plan. Right. And then shit, when it works, guess what? They get the credit. They're the ones that run the assaults, doing all the stuff. And if we get more chiefs that would just realize, man, it's about getting your people in the game. It's about making them all, like, like understand that they're making an impact, that they're important, that they matter to the situation because we'll never have too much depth on the bench we're just you know what i mean we're, we're 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 just not so um but but jumping back to this slide here fire prevention is the first challenge but the moment it fails we must bridge the gap when smoke detectors fail we cannot fail and that is the stance the fire service has got to take that when that jingle hits that bell drops that box alarms transmitted that somebody thought it was significant enough to dial 911. And if it's a homeowner, that means they're inviting a dozen-plus firefighters with sirens to come to their house. And think about this in today's society. How often do people just want a dozen-plus people just showing up at their house? You know, it ain't like the old days where everybody just had an open-door policy. It's a different society. So we got to we got to think about that, and we got to remember that. Let's jump ahead another slide there, Corley.
1: Moving to it.
0: Get the, the year of the rescue below 2,000, next slide. For example, VES used to be seen as an urban tactic. Now all fire department sizes with all staffing should be doing it, man. If you pull up and there's only two people, there's nobody else, and you got a confirmed entrapment and you got Bob the neighbor saying they're in that room, that's a rule tactic. VES is a rule tactic. Go for them and let the house burn down and you're a success. Two people, that's said Two people on a rescue, a bo- just understanding vent point ignition, a little bit of artery reading, smoke, all that stuff. We'll go to the next slide. Was victim found initial room of entry, VES, total recorded rescues? Yes, 81%.
1: That's crazy.
0: So only 19% They went beyond the door. So even if, that's what, remember earlier I said, I'm not going to pick on the fire department says you can't go past the room? Shit, how can I pick on them? There's only 19%. Mm-hmm. If everybody in the country embraced and just trained on it, as an option, it's not taking away the traditional search. No, not people take me out of, But if every fire department at least was open to it, man, 81% victim was found in the room. Next slide. People Four water is all about civilians and survivability. We still care about water, water for the rescue, you know, initial attack line says more. But a hose line of water don't pull no way out of a building. Right on. Fires don't burn hotter, they just burn faster. Fires don't burn hotter, they just burn faster. I mean, shit, three minutes and 40 seconds, you know what I mean, to flasher. So we, we now don't have that 20 or 30 minutes. We don't have an engine and truck pulling up at the same time. So we got to create dual staffing firehouses by letting the two closest firehouses come straight to the scene. That's how you create dual staffing. The two closest firehouses come straight to the scene. The third firehouse is going to get us a water supply, preferably a reverse lay so you can drop everybody off but the driver, and then they can go to the plug, and they can Mm. pump the rig. Time versus survival rate. I love this slide. Two minutes. Two minutes. Then go to two to four. and go to four to six. Go to six to eight. Eight to ten, and then it drops off. So there's a slide that says, "I like. I like." These are just numbers I made up. I think we need to get six firefighters on a fire ground in under six minutes. Like, let's just say you're a three person staffing fire department. So if you can get two fire trucks, that have three on each, six people, and your department trains that four of those six are going to get a hose line into operation to get water on the fire to control the interior fire spread, means of egress, all that stuff. The last two, they're your search people whether it's an oriented search, left, right, through the front door, through the side door, the back door, I don't care. Or back up on that last slide, just back up to the second quarter. Or eight within eight, because why do I say eight? Because if you can't get there in six minutes, you better have two more minutes or two more people to make up for lost time. People say, why six within six, but eight within eight? Because if it's going to take you eight minutes to get there, you better have two more people to make up for lost time. You're going to need people to buy time back. Quicker stretch, and you're going to need more people searching because – You're running out of time. When you get past the 8 to 10-minute mark, it drops drastically right there. And so that's where it is. You can jump to the next one. You're the rescuer must commit to rapidly placing enough firefighters at the scene on the fire ground to simultaneously attack the fire and search. Attack. We're talking about, guys, we're talking about single-family dwellings. I ain't talking about Boston where they're pulling out with an engine, a truck, and the same firehouse and a chief and putting 10 people on the fire ground. Yes, the first or second engine is going to get a hydrant. Don't take me out of context. I hate it when people say that. You pull up at a county fire department, a suburban fire department, a private dwelling, 1,800 square feet, 2,200 square feet, three-bedroom, 2 bath, four-bedroom, 3 bath, whatever it is, people are in the house, and it's a bread and butter fire. You need people on the fire ground more than you need a hydrant. You just brought 750 with you. Yep. Second ring's got seven fifty. Or you got five and five. By the way, the seven hundred fifty gallon booster tank—that's three hundred water cans. Hey, you could be the fire department. I, I, we got we got thousand gallon tanks. You got four hundred water cans on your fire truck, <laughs> and and I wish I had one in here. But and by the way, I did a video on Facebook the other day uh, showing you how to use a water can. Oh Pool, yeah, I saw it. I saw look, I saw the pass. Pool aim squeeze sleep. Jessica would disown me, but I I, I almost bought three hundred water cans. I would CFT. I was going to have CFT. I, I really want to have three or four hundred water cans, and I want to put them in the front of the classroom at the CFT conference in the ballroom at the Hill so people can see. That's why we do them barrels, man. Like you can see how much water it is. I mean, you got to study the UL. You know, the, the 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 real science of how much water it takes. It, it's crazy. I'm all about a water supply. Way more than anybody realizes I am. But know when is when. All right, you can jump ahead. Arrival order crew crew that located victim and survival. First in, 75. Second in, 54. Third in, 52. When you get to the fourth, 24. That's another n- number that backs up the people before water. This backs up. Let's get the first two rigs there working together to save civilian lives and private dwellings. Next slide. Aggressive firefight and save lives, hands down. Hesitation will kill you. And more so, it'll kill them. Hesitation will not just kill you, it'll kill them. You've got to be aggressive on a fire ground. You got to be aggressive. Billy Napier, scared money, don't make money. You're gonna be a coach, let's be aggressive. That's how he got the job in the SEC at the Florida Gators, making a damn 17 million. Why? Because man, he pushes the envelope to win the game. I don't know what about you. I'm here to win. Winning is saving lives. That's what it's about, winning. I know what wow. ones I didn't win, and it sucks. I don't like. I don't like losing. I hate it. It stays with me for the rest of my life. I said it before. It's like out of Green Lights, um, Matthew McConaughey's book. Man, only you know what you're thinking when you lay your head on that pillow at night. And man, I trust. Trust me. You don't want to know the shit I'm thinking. It would scare you to death. You know. Um, we got think of victim report versus total recorded rescue. Report of victim, 69%. Report of everyone is out, 3%. No report, 28%. Yeah, that's huge. Somebody, no report at all. Hell, that's a one in three. I hope it ain't your family when you say, I ain't nobody in there. I ain't going in. It's a vacant house. I mean, shit. Hell, even if there ain't nobody in there, if you know what you're doing, most of the time you ought to be in there fighting fire for the experience. I said it right here on scrap. Yes. Even if nobody's in the house, it's your job to still go in there and put the fire out based on insurance premiums and ratings and study the history about that. That's why they got ISO. If they think you suck as a fire department, insurance is higher. They think you're good. Tell the insurance company, yeah, we don't fight fires inside. Your people are going to be paying higher premiums. Jump ahead. The year of the rescue, how to achieve the cultural shift for them. Six firefighters on the scene in six minutes, or eight firefighters in eight minutes. The firefighter must be operationally engaged in a short time. Yes. That means we jog and sometimes jog fast. If you don't like yes. the word running, just say jog fast. I mean, oh wait, right, we won't run on the fire ground. We're just gonna jog fast or we're gonna move with purpose. They will complete fire attack and search in residential dwellings. We gotta be searching all spaces. Um, we just have to you can jump ahead. Did search crew have a hose line versus total recorded rescues? Yes. Eleven percent. No. Eighty nine. Did search crew have a hose line versus total recorded rescue? We're going to take a break and then we'll answer some questions. This this slide here. This is this is this is people before water. What this does is I've always been about stretching a line and, and putting water on a fire, but the the numbers don't, we can't argue with the numbers. They're real world. The, these are numbers from, from Oklahoma and Florida and Alabama, and Mississippi and California and, and, and Washington. Like this is a diverse set of numbers, you know, over 2000 rescues, 89% did not have a hose line. That tells me that we've been killing a lot of people by trying to, to search within the first so many minutes with a hose line. Yeah. The hose line's job is to put the freaking fire out. The search crew's job is to find people and remove them. That's foundational urban tactics back to Fried's book. But the problem is we took suburban America county fire departments and we tried to tactically deploy like we're operating in an urban setting, but we don't have urban staffing. We still need to do urban tactics. We should still strategically want to operate like an urban fire. We just got to modify it a little bit, time delay tactics. And sometimes we kind of got to divert from foundational tactics based on our lack of response model or staffing or whatever it is. Um, But we'll take a break from the slides because this isn't about just doing the whole class. I just kind of wanted to get some people motivated that you got to – if you make a grab, even if they don't make it, you got to fill out firefighter rescue survey. You got to. It's not an option, man. It, it, it's the, the stuff's going to help us write books in the future. It's going to help us save lives. It's going to help us. Mo- it's already motivating people. Um, and it's a taste, man. What, I, what I'm seeing is fire departments used to never make grabs. They make a grab, man, they taste it. And then they make another grab. And then another, and they don't always live. But it's like, well, shit, how did we pull six people out of a building last year, but we didn't pull six people out in the last 20 years? Because your fire department realized that you can and they're not always all going to make it. That's just inevitable, man. But look at the FDNY back in January. I, I'm not pilot. It was 35. Man, it sucked. 17 people died, man. Right. But what about all them ones that they brought back because the culture of aggressiveness? That's what saved their lives.
1: All right, we got questions coming at you. So what oh, I one. I wanted to get on some passes too. Go ahead. Oh, you want new passes or questions? Your call. Well, ask the question while I'm thinking. All right, Brian Schwab, this one's right up, right in at what we're talking about. It's the year of the rescue. How does VES benefit the citizens and firefighters? Why should we
0: train and execute the VES? Well, we just showed you, man. Yeah. Um. Oh shit, man! Scott just told me we already gave 16 passed away so far. Well, hell, we hell, we're still on water and a fire. I don't. I, I'm glad I, Scott's keeping up with it. I, I um, not. I was. There was a lot going out, so I wanted to be. Hey, it is no. fine, man. It is it, fine. Um, okay. Uh, and not all those people will be able to go. It's a month away from now. But, sure. um VES, well, the numbers we just showed you, man, 89% um, was one number that, like, well, that was just search. They didn't have a hose line. But one of them earlier slides, the people in VES, they found them in the room of origin just there. I mean, it's a targeted search. I mean, yeah. it's like playing hide-and-go-seek. If you're playing hide-and-go-seek with one of your siblings and you know where the hell they always want to hide, why the hell wouldn't you go there? I mean, you're going to go right for the, the their their primo spot under the stairs or their toy box or you all know what. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like when you play hide-and-go-seek as a kid, you know where your cousins when you were there on Thanksgiving what their spot was. You didn't search everything. You went straight for the kill, man. You went for the target. You know, it, it's a targeted service. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, middle-class neighborhood, Everybody's got the same-looking mailboxes. All the grass is cut and looking good. Two o'clock in the morning, there's some basketball goal and bikes in the front yard. My ass is going to the kids' bedroom. Ain't no hand unless somebody tells me otherwise. That's where we're going. The numbers don't lie. Hunter Smith. Oh, sorry. Hunter Smith wants
1: to know: We run four guys a shift, two on each engine. Would you say it's better for the crews to put the line in place first and two guys split off for search? or first in crew begin search and second crew begin fire attack
0: well i mean that you you got to decide that i'm not here to drive your tactics i'm a big hose line person man like uh, you know uh uh, 99.99999 percent of the time you need to be getting a line stretch and be getting it in the build put water in the fire um you're, you're, you know, water creates and maintains survival space. I don't want to sound like a broken record for all the people that listen to them, but <laughs> water creates and maintains survival space. It, it just is what it's it awesome. is. No, it's talk a about great message. An hour alone. So water water does everything but pull them out of the house. Yes. If we could find a way to make water just make all, you know, uh, residual smoke go away, you know what I mean, the unburned fire gases, that would be great, but we can't do that. So the answer is you still got to get a line in place, teach your fire department that when they're getting that line in place, they're still sizing up for search. When they're pushing in the front door that, you know, if, if the line's pushing down a hallway or going through the living room, as soon as they get water in a fire and you feel pretty confident, you got, you know, your, your your brain's thinking. How many seconds have I been flowing? You know, if you're flowing, you know, let's just say you're flowing two point five gallons a second, which is a one fifty, you know, you know, one fifty chief or, you know seven eight smooth board. If if I flow for thirty seconds, that's seventy five gallons of water in a ten by ten room, that shit ought to be out. Right. I mean, especially a guy know or gal knows how to water map properly. You know, so you 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 have to have what you have to be experienced enough to have a cognizant understanding of fireground time fire that's the number one thing that i think is hard for people to achieve experience wise is fire ground time as a chief it's important to me to understand fire ground time if and i'm going to get off for a second i'm going to come back to this question if yep. if if i send you know a crew to the roof I, if i get on the radio and you know i just say hey tower 7 go to the roof i need to think about what kind of roof it is i mean if, if, you know what I mean? If it's down in Warrington or West Pensacola and it's a, you know, 70, 80 year old building, flat roof, and based on hurricanes, it's had a roof over a roof over a roof. And I wanted to do a seven, you know, seven, nine, eight cut. First of all, ask myself, have I asked myself, they ever even done one before. I mean, how much experience did I have? You know, what saw did they take? What blade did they have? And then I got to have a realistic fire ground time. I got to, like, I can't be calling two minutes. Oh, you got that whole cut? You know what I'm saying? That's when you know a chief doesn't have experience is when they're on the damn radio talking, asking somebody, and shit, they ain't even started the tactic yet. You know, you send somebody to the back of a, of a high-security, you know, taxpayer, strip mall, whatever you want to call it, where they got drop bars that are locked in place and pool pens. and uh, 90 seconds later, you want to know if they got in the building? Hell no, they ain't got in the building. Shit, they ain't even got the saw cranked yet. Um, you know, so those are things where I, I call time-delay tactics, fire ground, uh, time comprehension um, that you got to understand and have enough experience of how long it takes to do something, um, you know, when 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 your kids are little and you tell them you're going in the bedroom with mom to to pay bills, you got to understand how long that's going to take, right? And it never takes as long as you wish it did, but that's a whole story in itself. <laughs> um, but the reality is, uh, the hose line is always going to be the foundational thing, man. And that's why I read it out of this book earlier, just like and and I've had that book, you know. Shit, man! Probably since nineteen, you know, eighty-eight. I mean, I remember having it. You know, like, I, I don't know what year this book came out, but it was probably the eighties. Um, and this was a big deal for me. This book, uh, a nineteen eighty-six, uh, and and this is a good book. Most people don't even have this book, and it has a goofy-ass picture on the front. But it's a pretty actually good fireground operations book, in my opinion, um, of what to do, what not to do, and that sort of thing. So that's always going to be our foundation. Um, we just got to start making search a priority yes you know people people say it is I would say I'm gonna go out on a limb and I probably shouldn't do this. I would say less than 50 percent of the American fire departments. I don't want to say fire service because there's too many awesome firefighters listening tonight but cultural cultural your departments of culture makes search a priority less than 50 percent do. Because why? Because you've been fortunate. You've yeah. been lucky that you didn't have anybody die in a fire in the last 10 years or 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Nope. You know, you, you, you let, like, Sky, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll, I'll always say her name. You know, she, my daughter, played on her softball team just a couple miles, miles from my house, you know, died in, in a master bathroom up on the third floor. And, um, you know, Midway was already a phenomenal fire department. You know, I mean, I'm partial to it because, you know, one of my lifelong best friends is the chief. You know, my dad was his chief and he was my dad's chief. And but make no bones about it. Chief Kansy was on here. He would tell that Scott definitely all that did was just elevate that search as a priority. Why? Because we're an upper class waterfront type peninsula community. And we we did. When, when, you know, when I was younger, you know, my dad experienced a lot of, of civilian fire fatalities in the 70s and 80s. Because of heaters and wood-burning stoves, it was rural, um, you know, lack of fire alarms and all that other stuff. Um, but, you know, that's why it's not It's not that somebody doesn't want it to be. If they hadn't experienced it, they hadn't experienced it. I tell people all the time, Escambia, you know why search is a priority in our culture? 21 civilian fire fatalities in a little over a year, within the mm-hmm. first couple of years of us becoming a paid fire department. You put that many people in a body bag in a fire, it becomes a priority, you know? So... You know, even though I'm proud that it is a priority for us, there was a price that was paid by a lot of people for it to be. Not that it was anybody's fault that we weren't before, but that's just how it works, man. You know, Alabama football, that's a winning culture. It's expected, man. When they're not winning, the alumni is going to turn on them like you have never seen before. They just expect to win. And when you have an expectation that hey, we're going to search and remove trapped occupants from a building, which I think FDNY is the 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 foundation the way it should be. I don't you know I don't think anybody's doing it better than them. I think people are getting close. Then we're all going to be there. You know, like we we should all you know or Chicago. You know what I mean? There's a lot of Boston phenomenal fire departments that do a lot of shit. Awesome. And a smaller fire departments need to be trying to be like them, but adapt it to our own staffing and our own experience. That's all it has to do with. Stop saying I'm not New York. Shit, no, I ain't New York. But I sure as hell love the way they put stuff out, man. Um, I was the fire uh, incident commander, whatever. I was in charge of of a worker's leg in Ron's car wash years ago, like seven years ago. Very, you know, man of machine, special ops call, you know, Pretty freaky call. We blew two hydro rams at ten thousand pounds, jacked up. Yeah, we probably went through 30 or 40 reciprocating blades. Hell, Tim Nagum, his job was to take five reciprocators and change out the blades. So when you needed one, they just handed you a whole new reciprocator. Oh, wow. The one that they just used could cool off. And some Tim was changing out the blades. I didn't do shit. I didn't write nothing up. I didn't do a post. FDNY, largest fire department in the country, just had that same call. They just did a full poster last week. Andrew Broussard sent it to me. Had a, a worker's foot caught in a car wash. Employee exactly to the T. The same call at Escambia seven years ago. We didn't put none out. FDMY man, squad companies, heavy rescue companies, and they're sharing it with their entire job. That's what we all should be doing. Right. And and, and you know those are things that like you know we can't we can't have firefighters. Coming in the firehouse saying, you know, like when they relieve you, like Corley, you're, I'm coming in. You're on duty. I'm getting off duty, and I come in. You, you're into the job, and and Corley's like, hey, Ike, right, man, you know, we called a house fire last night, and you know, we used the K12, and you know, we did this, we did that, and 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 by the time you try to catch your breath, I'm like, I got it, Corley. It's got four wheels, rubber, round and rolls. You're relieved. You can go to the house Yeah because. I don't give two shits about the call you went on. I don't care that you use the reciprocating saw or the K 12 or the chainsaw. I don't care. And I'm really not even going to check the rig out. But if I would just shut up a minute and just be even a good every third day fireman, now when I go out to the rig, I'm like, hey, man, Cody said they used the uh, partner saw. I better check that thing. Check it out. You know, know, how long do they run it? You know, maybe I want to take the blade off because it was two o'clock in the morning, make sure there's no tar built up, you know, in there, like whatever. Now you know what the zone in on that got used and then maybe go back to the log book and see what the other shifts used, and then check everything else out that hadn't been used after that. Um, but that's because we are the lucky ones. Yes. Uh, you know, we are like, you know, we're, we're into it. We, you know, we want to know, we want to hear, We you know, what's going on, you know, what's happening. That's why we are who we are. 100%. Uh, I'm looking at questions coming at you.
1: I like this one. Hey,
0: hey, let's give away an A-Truck pass.
1: Go. All right. How many How many viewers we still got? We're still up over
0: 150. I mean, okay. we, they, we've taken a toll, but go ahead. That's all right. A-Truck. What is the standard requirement pre-1993, the pressure pre-1993 on a standpipe system? Pre, before 1993, what's the pressure got to be? on the pipe, It's the reason we technically should use two and a half inch and a smooth board. All right. That's for Man. a free a truck pass. And then on top of that, you got to add in what's post 1993. What was after 93, they raised the pressure that it had to be pre 93 post 93 for a free pass to a rock.
1: I'm glad Scott keeps track of this. Cause there's, It's just flying past now. This is our third stream. Huh? This is the third
0: stream of the night because we restarted so many times. This one's Mm -hmm. over 600 comments. JJ's giving me the answer. Fucking JJ don't need no free pass. He goes to everything for free. I'm proud of you, JJ. All right. (laughs) That's for an H-Rock pass. All right. We'll do another H-Rock pass for those people listening up. Okay.
1: There's tons of. Uh... All right, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I hope
0: Scott's ready. That's the real question. What? What floor? What floor, based on cheap done? What floor does the fire need to be above to use the elevator? Based on you know high rise, um, it's one simple answer. It's Like a test question. What floor? is the defining floor of when to use an elevator and when to walk without even using an elevator. And when you ride the elevator, where do you get off? When you ride the elevator, where do you get off? Where do you get off?
1: Here comes the answer. Scott, good luck, my brother.
0: I'm glad it's you and uh, not me. Oh, Scott's awesome. And <laughs> these passes aren't transferable. Whoever gets the answer, they either come or they can't come. There's no transfer, and it just gets too complicated um, You know, for us. Lots
1: of answers flying past.
0: Um, I mean, somebody's already got it. I mean, it's a it's really a pretty easy question. That's it's it's quite around the hey, board. Hey, so I mean, this is mostly for Florida firefighters. We're going to give out to the Gator seminar, I'm teaching a two day commander from the sideline, slash. It's worth the risk. people before water. A hodgepodge of different stuff. We're going to do a um a uh, social. I'm only doing fifty, maybe sixty. It's on a Thursday, Friday with a Florida football game on Saturday, um, and going to give away a free pass to the uh, Florida Gator seminar. And you could be from out of Florida. I just don't know how many people are going to fly for a two-day seminar into Gainesville. You ready? Yeah, so they're, they're well, still throwing they're still throwing answers at Scott, but yeah, we're ready. Oh, somebody better have already answered that. I'm going to give the answer. I'm going to tell you what it is. 65 I've, and 100 in the seventh floor. So pre-93 was 65, post-after uh, 93 is 100 PSI, and the seventh floor is the defining floor. And Not where do you get off?
1: Where do you get off? Seventh floor and? Or it's two floors below. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of That's them that cool. said it. I don't. I don't know who said it first. A lot of them said both of those answers, but I don't know who said it first.
0: That's all right, man. I'm just excited. We had 150 brothers still hanging with us late at night, having a good time. So for the Florida Gators seminar, what do you? What's the standard number that you pump the FDC for a standpipe system? It's the most common state test question, especially in Florida for the inspectors test. What pressure do you pump the FDC? as the most common number using a textbook for a flea? Free pass at a Florida Gators, uh, Gators seminar in uh, Florida. I
1: right, like Scott's like go. <laughs> the magic, the magic pumping number for everything. Honestly, on every test question.
0: Um, I got Shane, I got Shane over here texting me. Uh, Let me see. I got another test question on here. Okay. All right, for another Gator seminar pass, Florida Gator seminar pass, what year did the RAM get released? The Rapid Attack Monitor by Elkhart, what year did the RAM get released? By Elkhart, has the engine 38 um tip on it. And Man. for an additional Florida Gator seminar pass, at 80 PSI, what does the engine and flow? What does an inch and three eighths flow at eighty psi for another Florida Gators seminar pass?
1: Inch and three
0: And I'll tell you this: for anybody that's listening, anybody that's listening, do you want to go to Florida Gator, because I don't think it'll sell out because it's just a weird location. But my kids are going to college there. I wanted to just, just like I did twelve years ago at Pensacola Beach. I want. I'm going down there. I want to try something out. Um, it's the hotel I stay in. And, uh, I, I, you know, kind of got a relationship with a guy that runs the, the Hampton in there. And it's got this coolest pool hall, man. High class, like billiards place where you get the balls and you pay per hour. And so I just want to do a brotherhood social there on a small scale. Because, you know, how big, you know, the CFT conference, I can't hang out with everybody. Right. So this is going to be a max of 50 or 60 people. And I think the social will be like more like 30 people. Right. Um, so I want to do that. So for another Florida Gators seminar um pass i just have my uh question um what fire claimed the lives of three firefighters and i call it like the the secret fire was overshadowed by Worcester it's in December of 1999 three firefighters died and basically like a two-story townhouse hmm and it's the fire that all of us will go to, but everybody knows about Worcester, and that was bad, the Six Brothers in Worcester, man, I've listened to audio so many times, um, but this fire relates to all of us, because we have this two-story, you know, townhouse, farmhouse, whatever, but it's like the forgotten fire, so for a free gator seminar, three firefighters died, NIST, uh, um, and, and you all and them did a full, like, reenactment of the fire and the digital ties the growth of it and all that kind of stuff they stretched a hose line to the front door left it there and they went in and, and i'm asking that question because you had a guy earlier ask do you search or you stretch a hose line and, and i can't have that question and not think about that fire has somebody answered it yet yeah they've answered it yes
1: yeah. so, quite a few so kia, Iowa, cook. Uh, kia cook yeah. Iowa.
0: So kia cook man I, I tell you that's in a You know, all line of duty deaths, man, you know, I don't know, Nathan Flynn, like, you know, all you should be studying every residential line of duty death. Unacceptable to not study a residential line of duty death, whether it be building collapse, um, lost and disoriented, flashover, whatever the case may be. Um, But Kia Cook's one of them top 10 because the information we have, and I think it relates to over 75% of the fire service. And there's so much we can learn from it because I can tell you, 1998. That could have been me. I mean, that I used that in 2000 when we hired our first 10 lieutenants in Escambia County. Cook was one of the top fires I used as a strategy and tactics uh, thing to just really get the foundation of how we operate in Escambia County.
1: Facts. I love it. Smoothie Gortel says facts. Yeah, a lot of people said, man, a lot of people, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, questions coming at you. All right, let's do some questions. That's good. I just want to pick the good ones. All right, I like this question. It comes from Michael Ramirez. He said, y'all were new dads once. How did you manage to find the energy to handle what you needed at the firehouse and at home? And how did your firstborn change your perspective on the job?
0: Um, I didn't. Right. I gave it all to I gave it all to the, the fire department. Um, uh, first Father's Day of two thousand and two, um, Trevor, my son, that's you know, um, going to the University of Florida right now. He's up in uh, New York City doing an internship at Columbia. I'm going up there um, next next week um, to uh, see him. First Father's Day, I was doing a live burn. His birthday's. You know, I left to go to, you know, a massive wildfire. Um, I, I get emotional. Th- I mean, I, I wasn't. I was, I was fire from sun up to sundown. Thank God I had a phenomenal wife. And she, she, man, we got so many pictures, man. Jessica brought them to the firehouse all the time. My kids had birthdays at a the firehouse. They had ice cream and donuts. And, you know, I, I got promoted to chief in 2004. So, you know, Lucas or Trevor was two years old. And I was promoted before my daughter was even born. So, you know, when, when Trevor was two, I was a chief and then my other kids, I was a chief when they were born. So it's a little easier. One day I was a firefighter, I happened to ask the company officer, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm the chief. They just came to see me at the firehouse, man. Um, I've been going to FDIC 23 or 24 consecutive years, basically since it moved from Cincinnati to, to, to Indianapolis. You know, that's a, that's a, you know, an all week trip, seven, eight days. I've never missed it, man. I went, couple weeks before we Jessica and I got married over 300 people in the wedding invitation list. Um, week after Trevor was born, I went to FDIC first kids a week old and I'm going to FDIC. So, um, I, I, mean, I told you earlier in the podcast, man, you ain't seen me teaching no leadership classes really, you know, um, I teach fire ground command and that sort of thing. Um, I, I can tell you how to do it wrong if you want to know. Um, I mean, I did a lot of shit wrong. Um, I mean, I'm trying to get it right now. Uh, you know, uh, CFT conferences, for anybody that know, um, big reason we did them is so I could bring everybody here and I didn't have to go nowhere. I mean, um, you know, we could I could hang out with like minded people. When I got into doing conferences, making money wasn't even on a radar. Does it have to be on a radar now? Shit. Yeah. I got damn two kids in college trying to pay for five cell phones. You know what I mean? Five cars. Um, you know what? Uh, you know, it is okay to make money as a firefighter. That's what's so funny about the fire service. It's okay for a firefighter to make money cutting grass, building houses, laying tile. But God forbid a fireman make money on the side working teaching or doing fire. Crime. That's illegal. That's some illegal shit, man. I don't know <laughs> that. Um, but I, I did learn after a while that I do have to make some. I, there has to be some type of, of money. And now Jessica, you know, she's a school teacher. She runs CFT and you know that sort of thing. Um, and it's a learning curve, but that's why we started on the conferences is because it was a way for my kids to, to grow up um, and be with me. Like, you know, if you've ever been to a conference, man, my kids will come by the side door to big room and they'll, you know, wave at me or I'll give them a hug or I'll walk them to the car. And now, hell, I don't even drive them to school at the time. I get one of my buddies to give them a ride and drive them to school, you know, because I want them to understand, you know, communicating and talking to my friends from around the country and then they know who they are and their friends. And, you know, like, you know, if I said to one of my kids, Hey, uh, demo or Gilbert, they're from, you know, Del Norte, Colorado, like, yeah, awesome. I mean, shit. You know what I mean? My, my kids know who they are, but if I don't do that, I'm out, like, I'm out of town for a week. It's not the same field for them that I'm somewhere that there's a relationship, you know, with them. So, um, I think I got that part right, you know, building the right. fire service in as a part of my family. And, you know, I would say most of the people on the CFT team that have been with us, man, they've been to my house to break bread, you know, like um, so I really don't have a good answer. You know, it, it it it's it's a tough thing. I don't I don't take phone calls like I used to. I don't answer all the messages on Facebook like I used to. Um, I do a lot less doc videos and I think, you know, everybody has their seasons and everything's different for me. I think my relationship with my kids is going to be, um, more powerful as adults than it was kids. Um, you know, they tell me that I was home more than I feel like I was. They, they truly, you know, they say I'm hard on myself about it. Like, you know, they've said a few times, you know, when my kids' parents work Monday through Friday, you know, they might see him on a weekend, but dad, sometimes you're home on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and we're, you're here when you get home on the, on the bus or, you know, when, you know, we get to come to the firehouse, you know, none of my friends get to go to their dad's job, you know, like, so my kids, is kind of neat, man, talk to kids, they'll tell you the real truth, they'll give you a perspective, so they help me not feel as guilty about it, but, um, I can, be, I can be a prick though, man. Like, I, I've seen a lot of people at a fire conference say, What in the hell are you doing here? they paying me a lot of money to be here. They ain't paying you to be here. And I just saw you at the last five conferences. You got a two year old, a four year old, and a six year old in the house. What in the hell are you doing here? Right. Like, maybe go to two or three a year, figure out which, but don't be here just to drink beer. I mean, if you're coming to CFTODP for 40 hours and listen to John Norman and go through his book and get a certificate on Friday at five o'clock that can go in your training folder. I get it, man. I get it. But if you just come into H-Rock every every year to take the same track just because you think it's fun and, you know, your kids are out of school or whatever, man, I don't want you coming. I don't want to see you there. Like, you know, and, and, and I, I have to balance, you know, like the CFT team, how many times they come. I tell them all the time, man, if you can't come, don't worry about it. You're always invited. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they're going to get kicked off the team. We, we got some folks, man, if they didn't come for the next seven conferences, they're at the top of the list to be, you know, invited because I don't want them trying to come, you know. I want to stagger it out. You know, maybe maybe John Doe only comes to Water and a fire to help as a CFT team member, but the rest of me he doesn't come to because that's the time of year that nothing's going on, and those are the things that we have to do as leaders is help the people below us know how to find balance, you know, and I wish – there were people helping me find a little bit more balance. So I try to help others find that same, you know, balance, if you will.
1: And 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 to tack on to that, 1,000%, this job will absolutely, absolutely replace what is most important in your life if you allow it. And oh, so
0: it, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, real quick, for COBC, free pass to COBC, COBC, COBC. COBC. When did the Bryceland Street Fire occur? Bryceland Street Fire. Three firefighters. Accountability was somewhat of an issue with the name front pieces and communication and confusion. What company that got rescued versus the company that was still in there that they didn't know. Bryceland Street Fire. When did it occur? For a free pass to COBC, and that's in honor of Jim Ellis. Jim nice. Ellis,
1: very nice. Throwing more at you while they get their answers in, while people are doing their Google searches and getting their answers in.
0: Ain't nobody got the answer yet.
1: It's coming. Uh, they're, they're, they're coming. There is a delay because you know it's not okay. instantaneous. So I well, don't want to sell people short. There's. Okay, that's fine. There's some Valentine's dates coming. Uh, different night. Yeah, there. There's a lot. Yeah, it's flying in. They
0: gotta now. get an exact day. I mean, they, they can throw out the. I want the year, like so. No, they've got they got the Valentine's and the year coming. All right, that's fun. And then, um, and here in here about five minutes, we'll do another CLBC. Okay. Uh, I want to know. Uh, Chief Jim yeah. Platt wants to know: Will you speak about the fi- the
1: fire conference? and the details surrounding it for attendance, if you have that information. And another person said, when will registration open up for the big conference? So there's quite
0: a few questions coming asking about the big one. All right, the fire conference. Um, I would say no later than Labor Day. And, and here's the deal, man. Historically, we open it up early, but we can't get this one wrong. We, we can't get it wrong. It's a lot of stuff going on at Industries. For the first time in 12 or 13 years, I got a, a meeting with a big, big boss that, that – that, I'm not sure i ever met him. He's over all the hotels and is free and all that. We're doing it no matter what. Chief John Norman just called me the other day just to make sure that the dates were good because he's coming from Saturday to Saturday. Chief John Norman will lead the um, ODP as part of the fire conference. And then um, I'm going to have, you know, uh, in some of the chapters, I'm going to have Mike Champo, uh, nice. teacher chapter, Ray McCormick, FDNY guys, Doug Mitchell's coming. Uh, captain of 38 truck in New York. Um, uh, hopefully he's listening because I'm going to tell him now, I'm going to ask him to do a little <laughs> bit. So I'm going to have, you know, a few FDNY guys, because Chief John Norman can't teach eight to five, all five days. Um, he needs a break. So I'm going to um, have them do a little bit, but that'll be the, that'll be the the traditional, the big room. That'll be the CFT ODP class A on Monday eight to five certificates given on Friday at five o'clock in the conference party Friday night. And then we're going to have a CFT fire school, which used to be a conference, but it's all five days. So on those five days, we're looking at definitely two days of full hands-on, but maybe two and a half or three. We'll see, but we're promising two days of hands-on and that program is going to be five days of like tactics, man. That's like a, um, kind of like the beyond minimum standards program. We're hoping to work out with, you know, like one day you'll go by, you'll just walk out front of the Hilton. you'll get on a shuttle bus. We'll take you to Midway to run scenarios. Um, you know, we, we might be able to pull off buses, Getting with Chief Perkins. I haven't talked to him yet. Fort Walton, maybe. We got with so much in the works, but, um, and there'll be stuff there where you might be at, like in a lecture at eight o'clock in the morning with Champo on forceful entry where he's in the classroom. You walk out the side door in the alleyway, there's 12 forceful entry doors with a bunch of guys standing by to help Champo, you know, run through, you know, sets and reps, inward, outward, confined door, mask on, what, you know, whatever. So it's going to be cool as shit. It's going to be awesome. Um, and, 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 and not only whatever track you take, there'll be an h track too, high-rise operations class, five days of, I don't want to say high-rise operations, but tall buildings, like, you know, like vertical stretches, well-hole stretches, standpipe operations, um, you know, for, for, for the suburban fire department it has the mid-rise, if you will. So not just strictly high-rise, you know, stuff with a Breslin nozzle, the floor below, just cool stuff like that. But now you're gonna get a lot more time, you know, and 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 I don't know how it's gonna work. McGrail's probably gonna lead that track, but there'll probably be some time where maybe like Chambo comes in and does a, a class on search in high-rise buildings, and then Ray comes in and does a class on like you know, the New York Fold or Stamp Pipes or. It's so big, man. It makes my brain hurt sometimes. Like, yeah. Um, and and we want to under promise, over deliver. So we don't want to. That's why you don't see us putting a lot of stuff out. Is we, you know, we always like when people come to our conferences and they get more than they thought they were going to get. They're like, well, shit, man. I I didn't. Corley, you were a bonus when you taught. You know what I mean? We yes. didn't advertise. You know what I mean like, Yo, oh shit, I didn't know he was teaching. Well, yeah, he's here. He said he'd do a class, so we get to the classroom. So um, we're going to – we'll definitely have like four tracks, um, maybe five. There will be one track that will be where it's not hands-on, but you'll just – it's kind of like Firehouse Expo or FDIC where you can just pop into whatever class, come in, sit down for 30 minutes, leave. You want to take a long lunch break because you want to sit down with Corley and and talk a little bit and then show up in a class like you can. You know, we're not giving out certificates for that. if you want to go out in the parking lot and just stand back and be a spectator while they're doing red operations or forcing doors or whatever, but you're able to come to Pensacola beach, get hotel rooms for 99 bucks a night and hang out at an intimate conference that has the the big conference feel, but you know, everybody's going to be. We're all right there on that little Pensacola beach where you walked everything, get a free shuttle to and from the airport, that sort of thing. So, um, and this is just the start, man. We're gonna have this won't be the only time. We'll do this one. And it's only gonna get bigger, nice. you know, each year. So it'll be like the CFT ODP for anybody that's been to it, but on steroids while it's going on, you're gonna have a couple hundred other firefighters and other classes that you'll get to socialize at lunch and at nighttime with. And in that way we maximize the shuttle system. Um Hopefully, we'll bring in enough revenue that we'll have a live band every single night at a different venue on Pensacola Beach um, to where you get out of class at 5. You can go get some food, a couple hours of, of some music, brother, and social, and still be in bed by 10 o'clock to get a good night's sleep. I love it. Okay.
1: This is completely on my own thing. This is for the scrap. This is been a rocky scrap and Ike told me earlier he's like hey i got nothing going on we're gonna make this happen so let's get it going Oh,
0: well, i took Thank off you. tomorrow well i got an appointment i gotta go to but i don't have to be at work at 7 a.m either because nice i already knew but I- i'll go till one o'clock don't go no no, no fair fair 8. but the reason we're still
1: going is because i said 100 percent, let's keep it going we'll make it work and we have so 100 percent for those of you who are still here especially at the late hour after the rocky start i'm saying we are at 881 comments which Considering there was like 600 comments on the first one, already blows away any record ever, but I would like to see it hit 1,000. So that's what I'm challenging the audience right now is to get it to 1,000 comments.
0: We're still going to give out some passes to the fire conference, and (laughs) we're going to give out some passes to, you know, this August is the last water in the fire. Yes. Next August is urban to suburban fire commerce, the urban is very first. And that's going to be where I want to be able to, um, you can come and get what I think are vetted lectures from vetted instructors, but it's palatable for the suburban County firefighter. Ray and I, that was the question earlier, Ray McCormick and I taught the first urban to suburban, whatever it was, 11, 12 years ago in the Guadalajara room on the second floor. And that night, Ray and I went to Patty's. It was just Ray and I sitting at the bar at Patty's, just him and I. And uh, you know, man, uh, not blowing any smoke. CFT wouldn't be where it is without Ray McCormack, man. Like, you know, that thing we we didn't even know how to pay for, man. The 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 projectors, will they charge us? You could go buy a projector for it. That's no shit. You can't make this stuff up. Um, and even back then, I think we were paying like fifty five dollars for a gallon of coffee, like when they put it in the thing for anybody that doesn't understand how conferences work. It's stupid. Google it sometime. San Francisco now it's $300 a gallon for a convention in San Francisco for a gallon of coffee when they put it out at a convention table. So the average price, I think, is around 100 gallons uh, <laughs> somewhere in the country. But so when you go to a conference, you don't really know, man. They charge you for the extension cord, they charge you for a little thing that rolls around. You got to pay for the podium. And, and we're lucky, you know, uh, Free is phenomenal to us, man, at Hilton and Pensacola Beach. They've, they've taken very good care of it, so I'm not complaining about them. But for the other people, when you see somebody running a conference, you really have no idea what goes on behind the scenes, um, the stress, the anxiety, you know, the work. We're not done giving out conference passes tonight. All right.
1: You want to give one away or let me ask you a question?
0: Ask me a question, then we'll give away another uh, – we'll do a COBC. I like this one. I just saw it scroll by, so I was going to see it,
1: if I can find it. Hey, Chief. Has there been a class you've attended? This comes from Jonah Fatigue. He says, Has there been a class you've attended that stands out as having been most influential on you and the way you operate at your department?
0: Hello? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I was just thinking. Um, I got lost. I thought, uh, with the internet scares, I thought I lost you for a second. I got PTSD no, uh, for man, a minute. You know, I, I just, man, I, I got so many people that I, you know, the, the, the whole thing, like standing on giants, man. Like, yes. Um, I, I, man, I, I pinch myself sometimes. Of you know the people that that I, I not, not just mentor, I did. They're friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. So I just throw. I just can't accidentally just throw something out there. I, I'm not going to say a certain class, um, but you know, Bill Gustin because he's from Florida. He's from Miami Dade, which is a county fire department. He, he was a, um, worked in a, a, a department up near Carol Stream. Um Dad was on a Chicago Cardinal. I mean, you know, Bill Gustin was a huge impact on me in the early 90s, not just his articles, but, you know, taking, sitting in his class. Um, you know, like that, that was a, that was a, a pretty big, you know, impact on me of, you know, how I, you know, what I think, how I teach. You know, that was early on. Um, You know, obviously, I I sat in a lot of Chief Norman um, classes early on, read a lot of Chief Vincent Dunn stuff. But um, I would say my aggressive mindset um, and being an aggressive working chief, for lack of a better term, if I had to, like, pick one person, um, it'd probably be Mike Lombardo. Um, and, you know, he, he was a captain on a rescue and he stepped up as a battalion and then he became the the commissioner of Buffalo, which was, you know, just huge. And then he dropped back to battalion chief, but really had nothing to do with his rank. Um, you know, I, I would say, and, and I, and I sat in his classes too, his lectures, but, um, I, I think, you know, like everybody has how different people, you know, influence them or relate, but, um, I think you know when I go to a fire and I let people do aggressive shit. I mean, I don't know how to articulate it nicely, or you know, I let people push the envelope. I would say I probably get that from Lombardo. Just um, you know, just from looking up to him and um, knowing that you know he loves his family and you know you know he wants to go home, you know, just like everybody else does, but you know, you got a job to do. And, you know, he, you know, worked in, in Buffalo, which is a, you know, a good sized city, but it's, you know, it's not Chicago or anything, you know, but it's, 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 it's a true urban city with a lot of fire activity and private dwellings. And, you know, so probably that, but man, I mean, I could name two dozen, you know, other people. I mean, you know, I've taken every class out that ever taught it any conference, you know, like, you know, so there's, you know, so many other people. And then, I mean, I, I got hundreds of hours sitting around listening to Ray mentor me or, you know, JJ or Champo and, you know, all those guys. And, you know, man, like you said, I'm a reader. You know, I, I, I'm tired of, of spoon feeding people on social media. I mean, the you know, you get off your ass and read a book, man. Nice. I, I don't have time to feed it to you. I've been, you know, whether it's reading Jim's newsletter at FDTN, you know, you, 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 you just – you got to get out. and You just got to read it, man. You you got to put your got to you got to get in it. You got to put it in there. And, and I'm a big highlighting, underlining. You know, I don't I don't take the greatest notes, man. Like not everybody can be Kyle Romagus, you know, um, <laughs> and, and look like your you know your girlfriend took your notes for you. Um, that's a compliment. Uh, but you know, you just got to put the time in, man. What's that what's that book called? Like the Liars, what's that white book, thick book, like ten thousand hours to be an expert or something. Was that came out like 20 years ago? It's a lot of truth. Yeah. I mean, you just, you got, you got to put the time in. Cannot
1: knock, man. 100%. Get off your ass and read a book yourself. Uh, Jeff Diaz wants to know, Chief, any thoughts on doing an incident command track during hands-on classes and let newer Chiefs get fire ground mentoring from some heavy hitters?
0: Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I, yes. Yes. Um, it's just trying to to make it all work where it's all quality and not watering it down. So to to be blunt, since we guys are staying up late, I got to give them real real true value. I'm pulling back a little bit on this one because I waited so long to do this. This has been a dream of mine forever that I can't just jump on it so big and then it would be a failure. We've right. we have too many people's names attached to it and reputations. Um. And then we just found out they're bulldozing or, or, I don't know, they're doing something at Hampton. And, hell, they just remodeled the thing from Hurricane Sally three years ago. So we just found that out about two weeks ago. So that was a game changer. So we don't have those rooms. So we're working through some other stuff. Um, If we don't have um, a a, – and and I hate calling an incident command, but a fire ground command class, because that's what it would be about, fire ground command, not incident command, fire ground, firefighting. Um, at this one, there's going to be more commanding from the sidelines that, you know, I'll do and, and, you know, try to bring in some other people, uh, to, to help co-teach it, you know, with some different scenarios, examples, you know, people that had some mayday calls and, and, and stuff like that. So I I definitely want to go that way. Um, I backed off on teaching engine operation, I'm not doing people before water, but, I'm going to slowly phase into more um, fire ground command type, you know, articles like I do in Firehouse and teaching fire ground command stuff. Once my youngest is out of the house, um, whether he goes to college, he goes to a vocation, whatever he does, I'm going to start doing um, a little bit of leadership classes because I'll have over 20 years as a line battalion chief, as battalion two. Um, And it won't be because I've been doing it right. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sure. I'll just be going over shit that I did right, did wrong. What's that old saying? Like that book, the good, the bad, the ugly or whatever. Wasn't that like a movie or something? But Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'll, I'll go over some of my mistakes as a battalion chief over 20 years um, of how I critique fires. And, you know, how I sometimes I, the esprit de corps that I tried to build actually caused conflict with the other battalions. Um you know, I want my guys to think they're great, but I don't want them to think they're greater than the shift before them or shift after. Them. That's not healthy within a fire department. You're 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 not helping the deputy chief or the fire chief. And those are things that I just took me a while to mature and you know understand. You know, um, I'm pretty blunt on the fire conference. Man, I only got a job because our union president, you know, been good to me and helped me out. And so I'm trying to keep from ever costing him another minute of his time uh, because I've already used up my minutes. So that just comes with wisdom, age, experience. You know, we were talking about, we were going to sit tonight, we to talk about experience matters and the working chief, man. We need more working chiefs with experience. That's what we need. Um, leading the front lines, uh, showing how it's done. Uh, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Is there a time and a place for a chief to be wearing polyesters, you know, sitting in the front seat of a car 100%? I still do it every once in a while, depending on what the incident is. But we still need chiefs putting on our gear, going inside the building and letting younger firefighters know that that's what this job's about. I mean, it's about, you know, getting dirty and doing the job.
1: I love it, man. Chief, you have given me two hours and 20 minutes since we got stuff worked out at 9 o'clock. We're 1115. I've been drinking three bulls. You can't shut me off yet. I'm not shutting you off. You're on number 20 of your 71 slides. I just want to know if you want slides
0: or you want questions. Oh, do you have still questions coming in? Oh, dude, you got questions for days. All uh, right, let's do two questions and we'll hit a couple of slides because there's a couple of slides coming up or some pictures of the rigs and how they're set up and and I think that stuff is um you know I think that stuff's important too and then it's not just the viewers that are gonna win passes you know some people will watch this tomorrow when they're on duty so you know I, I, okay. I want to give it while I got the time slated. One hundred percent, brother. One hundred percent. Jonah Fatteg said, as a firefighter, how do you encourage
1: an emphasis on the search without stepping on the toes of your command?
0: Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a good answer. I, You know, I'm going to give you the same answer I've given to dozens of people. I'm spool rock, man. I, I got recruited to go to Escambia County. They came and asked me to come there, you know. Um, the fire chief, the deputy chief, when they first went paid, they were recruiting me before Scambia County went from 16 independent fire departments to one county fire department, 23 stations. So 22 years ago, I was hired as the training captain, the first training captain, there was no chief. I was in charge of training to decide this foundation of how we tactically deployed the tools, the equipment. And then I was promoted to chief at a young age. So I've never had to fight anybody, man. If You know, if I went and to a conference and i listened to somebody and i believed it i just went back and initiated i didn't have to convince anybody a lot of you man you got an uphill battle the only answer i'm gonna give you is from my buddy rob fisher 10 pounds of pressure 100 of the time man Love Like, it. just you know just be patient work on it um it's an old story but years ago um the guys in st john's county on the east coast of florida they for over 10 years they were trying to go from automatics the smooth bores they didn't give up and they got it so if it's worth having you just keep pushing um nice. hopefully you don't get it because of a civilian fire fatality that was possibly a salvageable or savable victim um but as a whole i do think we're, we're making a positive push our uh, firefighter rescue surveys giving us the numbers uh ul fsri's you know um fire service research institute you know everybody there the stuff they're doing is phenomenal to to give the top brass the information that we do save lives. Because there are a lot of high-ranking, you know, um, chiefs that they've never been to a fire with a civilian fire fatality, or they've never been to a fire where somebody was rescued and survived. You'd be amazed how many people got scrambled bugles up here, more than I got. And, And I feel sorry for them, but they truly have a mentality that, a human being can't be pulled from a building that's on fire and survive because they've never seen it. Mm. So since they can't they've never seen it, they can't, they don't know it exists.
1: Can't fathom like,
0: it. Yeah. Like if they're unconscious, up to the they're dead. Like right. I mean, but they'll go to an 80-year-old and pump on their chest, think they're gonna bring them back to life at a nursing home where they got a, you know, a do not resuscitate hanging on a bulletin board. They don't they ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know, experience is a powerful thing, man. What you what you've experienced and how you operate. I, I've been to a bunch of damn jet ski calls where two jet skis running each other. I got two jet skis on in my dock. My kids don't get on them jet skis at the same time because I believe them things are safe as long as one of them's operating by themselves. Because I just have bad experiences with. With they're only dangerous when two of them come in contact with each other. That mm. mean it's right. So you know, experience drives your opinion. It really does. Oh, experience drives the opinion most of the time um but don't give up it's worth it get the data get the numbers um you know and 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 I hate to say this but sometimes you got to be passive aggressive you just print that shit and hang it on a bulletin board print <laughs> put it on the kitchen table or you know whatever it is you just you, you know you do it but man like you know brush uh last year January February March uh when he came up with 9.8 rescues a day yes. what his number set for his master's degree you can't argue with that, man. And he's posting them like suburban America: one, two, three station apartments. You know, Fort Walton Beach. Shannon Stone and DJ got the class. The anatomy mm. of the rescue, and in and, and Fort Walton Beach, how many trapped occupants did they they pulled out of buildings? Some lived, some didn't. Um, but you know, I, I don't think those same people in the '80s would ever been pulled out of a building in Fort Walton Beach. I think it was a culture that was starting to be created somewhere late '90s. You know. Um, I hate the fire service, man. We use nine eleven for a, a damn, uh, a, like a eight, you know, like before Christ and after Christ, but right, right. sometime after um, nine eleven, and 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 I mean that with all respect for our three hundred forty three brothers and the other two thousand eight hundred twenty three people that you know died that day. But um, you know, I, you know, twenty years ago, it just started happening. You know, it, you know, and and DJ gets some, and Shannon gets some, and Gene Large and some other great people that worked down there. It's culture, man. It's it's a culture, you know. Pe- you know, the people that don't like it are the ones that don't don't get it. That they, they're up there, they don't understand. Um, and you know, uh, whether it's them front pieces behind Corley's head or the coins or the stickers, all that shit's always going to be cool, man. Um, on the end of my dock now, man. My wife said I don't want to know what it costs, but I got a damn one-inch red garden hose with a smooth bore on it. I just put it into operation here a few days ago. And I got a stainless steel reel I'm hooking up. So I'm gonna be a booster reel on the end of the dock. I'm a geek for this shit, man. I love it. Like, I love it. I mean, um, you know, I, I got a water can into my dock. We had a water I had a water can on a boat, you know, like you know, either into it or you're not, you know. Um, hey, I got
1: I'm gonna throw this in there and I'm gonna ask you a question. I don't wanna make your head explode, but I wanna show this real quick because it's really cool. Yeah. Get it up there. I don't know if it's I'm waiting to see. I, it. We
0: can see it. County fire tactics, water on the fire. Which one am I showing? last sharing? one is a month from now
1: yes man but here's i love taking these in these tins and i'm getting all the instructors to sign the back of the tin that's really what i want it to be about is is the memory as it goes on the wall i every conference i go to i'm trying to get the tin
0: signed on the back so i'm, talk, hey, I'm talking I've been, drink, I've been drinking water and red bull and coke i'm gonna check this fridge and hopefully brush left at least one beer so i can have one beer in three-hour <laughs> and give me 10 seconds yo go
1: i 'll talk about this because i'm going to like I said, you guys can see my shield collection and when i'm when I retire, I promise you my plan is to have an entire wall covered in the shields of the conference I have been to and the people I have met and those people that I've taken their classes and the people I've networked with and the people who've impacted my life and they're going to have signed the back of a shield that we were at a, a conference together, and that 's my plan so. Uh, I'm trying to convince people who, who who create conferences to have a shield available for other people to purchase and get signed there. Um, and so anyway, that's,
0: that's that did you get, did you, did you find a brew, sir? Yes, we did. Um, my buddy Eric Tolan from from uh, Denver left. I don't know what this is. Lagunitas little something, something male, a way smooth and a uh, silly. Okay, good. Uh, At least I was, you- earlier, I wanted to be drinking water and energy because I, I wanted to be on tune, but, um, all right. We got to get – yeah, here's that question. We'll close at midnight, 35 minutes. Is that, is that fair? No, it's 100% fair. All right, okay. So that way somebody knows when the end's coming. Um, we got some
1: uh, Tactical Tuesdays tomorrow, 8 a.m. in the morning. We're doing Tactical Tuesday, multi-company rig, uh, live fire drill. It's going to be good times. Awesome. No, it is, 100%. Uh, John Ryan Buchan wants to know, I like this question a lot, and I want to hear your answer, even though I, I I've already – well connected to it, why are departments still so reluctant to accept booster backup mentality?
0: um it's real simple, and no disrespect you being from Oklahoma all they know is it's the mm-hmm. or what they were taught you know what I mean their dad taught them or whoever and it goes against something that they've always sold and believed in and they got to regroup and it's, it's killing them. Like, you know, I, I wish there was a fire hydrant in front of every house, man. Like right now, they're putting a new water main down my street because we're, we're we're an older street. Everything's relative for our community. So we had the the, the worst hydrant system on my street. And we're a pretty established street and they're putting in a main. I'm excited about it, man. Chief Kansas. They got the water department's coming in. They're putting the real fire hydrants and all that stuff. I wish a hydrant was in front of every house that was on fire. But I'd like to think that I've educated myself enough about time in the tank. And let's get to some of them slides because this is a good question. We're talking about backup. Let's just do that. We we can wind down. If we go past past midnight a little bit, that's fine. But um, we got slides in here that go over to have us. The the booster backup, man, it just it, it goes against people's thought process of what they were taught. If you send the first two engines to the scene, that's no different than the first engine on a ladder in an urban city going to the scene and the third new rig being an engine catching the hydrant. Um, so we'll just slide down or keep going. We won't worry about all these grass okay. forty, keep going down. So started that first one past the grab right up there about right above yeah, the S um, number twenty six. Okay um how to achieve the cultural shift for them this is kind of what they're asking we bring the booster tank water needed to initiate a rapid attack we must get water on the fire and move documents more quickly ulfsri has shown that heat release rates of modern fuel packages need a w- immediate water application water will not remove trapped documents we just got to educate people man and be patient it's going to take a while um you know if 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 a fire department has always had their second due rig catch a hydrant, you just can't expect them to throw 40 years of tradition out the door. we got to give them a reason. we got to educate them and show them, you know, why we do what we do, um, whether it be UL, whether it be other fire departments. But the movement is happening, man. Um, You know, I don't know if if Joey Hayes is still listening with Keyhose, but I I told Keyhose a few years ago, I said, man – you want to talk? The answer to that question earlier is green, three inch, seventy five foot yeah, feeder man. line, and that I'm telling you, man, all those companies are going to start selling more seventy five foot three inch hose lines for the booster backup. It's it's a movement. It's coming. Um, people before water. The booster backup. The force multiply. I don't give a shit what you call it. Put six people on the fire ground, put water on the fire, and two people committed to searching for them. It, it really is that simple. I don't care if it's an oriented targeted, VES, VEIS, you call it whatever you want. Just get people out of a burning building. Um, and so, you know, it, it, we just got to keep working at it, man. And, and some of you, how many we still have listening this late? We're at 112. It's slowly dropping. As we, That's all right. So we had 112 people listening. The 112 that are listening, you got to get your ass promoted. We need you in the staff meetings. We need you calling the commands on the fire ground. That's what we need. Um, you know, Pensacola is a great fire department. Man. They got a phenomenal fire chief, uh, Chief Jenny Craner. Their ISO one at a time is stored, paid for over 100 years. You know, they've always been they send three engines, a ladder, and a rescue, and a chief. That used to be traditionally what they sent. Um, and forever, the second new engine lays a line, man. It's just what they do. Whether it's a single lay, a double lay, two and a half, four way valve, five inch tradition, old wood frame, Queen Anne Victorians, two and a half story frames. You just can't expect me to throw it out the door. Um, you know, one of my lifelong best friends, George Foster, training chief. You know, thank God he's more like Rob Fisher than me because they'd already fired him if if he acted the way I acted. But he's been patient with it. They're working at it. And they just recently had a fire with entrapment. Person didn't make it, but a Pensacola fire department gave them every chance in the world. First in company officer called for the booster backup. That is against their traditions. Right. Man, like, you know what? That's a movement, man. They ain't changed their policies yet. But you know what that fire, the fire chief didn't get on. The, the the company officer, the captain pulled up. This is what I need, straight into the scene. Boom, 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 boom. They gave that civilian every chance they had. Timing wasn't on their side, man. Like, we we all been there. We, we've had those calls. You, you do everything right, and it still doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Patty Brown, God rest his soul, FDNY, do everything around this job, and you can still get killed. Uh, do everything on this job right at a fire, and civilians still might not make it. We take the cards, and we play the best hand we can, man. You just be the best Las Vegas, you know, card playing person you can be and maximize it and just be patient. It's going to come, but uh, how to achieve it? Booster tank backup supports the fire attack and the search. ULFSRI used less than 250 gallons for knockdown and suppression of 25 experiment fires. And don't say, oh, they're in a, in a, in a warehouse. No, these were real buildings, man. Yes. Ohio, Cobb County. These are real wood frame, uh, townhouses, houses, vinyl siding, couches, mattresses. We got to understand, at 150 GPM, the first two tanks of water, you know, supply 8 to 20 to 10 minutes of continuous flow. Two booster tanks at 750 each, that's 1,500 gallons. That's 10 minutes of you opening a 150 at 50 nozzle and never shutting it down. Never Imagine shutting walking off. into a house with a 7-8 smoothbore open and you walk through the house for 10 minutes. You'd be creating a swimming pool or 750 plus 500 if the second rig's a, a, you know, a quint or something. So next slide. ULFSRI <laughs> tells the public to close before they doze. What does that mean? We're going to give them a chance to give us a chance. That's what it really means. When you tell the public to close their door, what you're saying is buy us time to rescue you. That's what you're saying. Buy us time to rescue you. Another reason for VES is if everybody in this country, everybody starting tonight went to bed with all their doors closed, what would be the most effective way to search? VES. 100% right? targeted. But don't get me wrong, we still got to have a traditional search because you don't know, man. You got to like, that's a foundational search. So don't misread me. They create survival space for us to rescue them through six and six or eight and eight, six people in six minutes or eight firefighters. A sustainable, continuous water supply is vital for the overall fireground operation. We still need a hydrant. Don't misread me. You just got to understand time in your tank. We have to be using water to need water from a hydrant. I love that. That was a big one for me from
1: Commanding from the Sidelines, too, man. 100%. You got to be using water to need it. Yep.
0: Was the victim behind a closed door versus survival rate? 86%. Yes. Now, remember, I'm not a guru on these numbers. So, for all you number people, no, 60%. I don't understand how they add up. All I know is I look at this and I look at the positive. The doors closed, man, that's a high number, 86%. But – 62% 62% still a high number. What does this slide tell me? Whether the door is closed or not, I should still be motivated yes. to be doing a search, 100%. Next slide. Perform the tank water challenge. Do your own evidence-based testing with your attack package and fire flow rate. Many booster tanks hold a little more than their actual ratings. Accurately time arrival of the second due unit with a booster tank. Use past occurred incidents to show second due average arrival time. You got to figure out your response model to before because if you're in a massive rural area, you got a big old farmhouse going, they're saying everybody's out, and a third new rig's 30 minutes away, and there is a hydrant that's like 800 feet away, the second new engine probably has to catch that hydrant 800 feet away. Use common sense, man. That's all it is. Next slide. Build in your normal fireground arrival reflex times, apparatus, placement, scene size up, making the stretch, forcing the door. You got to run your own fireground scenarios and figure out how long your tanks will last. What is the reflex time of your organization right. with your staffing? Not Oklahoma, not New York, Chicago. What is yours? That's going to be a key factor. And there's a video, we're not going to watch the video. It's just a video where uh, you know, a trapped occupant. Um, they do a great job, you know, working fire, fire out the window in the rear. And it's put out with 100 gallons of water. Huh. I mean, impressive video, but 100 gallons of water, put the fire out. Next slide. Um, and these are just the time one caller reports a fire in the area of. I get there first, then ladder 12, then engine three, and they both come straight to the scene. Ladder 12 stretches the line. They're first in, Quint, they stretch the line, push in, down a hallway, water on a fire, Engine three gets there to come off the rig, breathing air, breathing air, because the chief's already on scene. I was there, fire ground command. A line's already stretched. I've already told them they're searching. If if I'm in command, I'm on scene. You got a company stretch a line, and I tell you, you're two minutes out that you're going straight for a search. Why wouldn't you come off the rig, breathing air? Now, if you're going to be first, due, nobody's there. Should you come off to where you can size it up? Yeah. Never say never. Never say always. Next line. It? that's the video ladder 12 we're gonna watch that this is okay. we're late when we're the time people watch that anytime they want it's on youtube and it just goes over the time 10 o'clock in the morning like on a thursday beautiful blue skies all reports is nobody's inside nobody's in the house everybody's out 10 o'clock in the morning you know neighbors no cars we're still searching engine 16 stretching the line like three rooms of fire it's in the attic man the whole carport's burning Ladder twelve gets in there, pulls in, booster backup. Ladder twelve drops that seventy-five foot feeder line, gives their five hundred gallons to engine sixteen. The officer and a firefighter jump off a ladder twelve, and they are moving with purpose. They're moving, they're jogging. They get to the rear of the house, they go in a window. No reports. They're searching as if somebody said somebody, and they found somebody. Pulled him out, and they brought him back. Next slide. Uh, blend research with fireground experience. Train and openly evaluate the tactics and response models of tomorrow. This may drive change in strategy and tactics for your citizens. Firefighter Rescue Survey, National Institute of Standards and Technology, Underwriter Laboratories, and Fire Service Research. You got to get out and do some studying. You got to know what you're doing. Um, evaluate if your current strategies, tactics, response, and deployment models truly put the citizens first. Together we can get the annual civilian fire fatality rate below 2000 this year. I do believe that. If we don't hit it, it's all right, man. Well, next year we'll get even better. That's I yes, that mean, we have to have we have to have something we're trying to get to. And those are just links that Scott put in there for different videos that you can look at. And then um scroll down a little bit. We're not going to spend much time on the graphs. They can look at all those. Scroll down. Scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. Oh That's good. Um, so, we'll close out the PowerPoint. We'll finish out with some. I got this one here. I wanted to do oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I put this in. So, and, and I got this off the, uh, Facebook today. I told him I was going to steal it from him. You know, for you that love the job, you're into the job, you know, you're trying to get your Chiefs to be working Chiefs, or you're trying to get VES, or you're trying to get a search. Or- this is the reality, man. Your plan and reality. This is it. Um. You know, I- I'd like to say that. You know, rea- this was my real I was a little spoiled, fortunate, lucky, um blessed um, that I got to go to Escambia County 22 years ago and didn't have to do it. But I did experience a lot of this in the 90s. That's um, why I wrote the Urban um, Legend, the New Yorker article, which was is, is, you know, pretty politically correct. I didn't like totally bang or, you know, beat up anybody. Uh, but this is it, man. Like, you know, if, if it's worth having, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a push. You know, people are going to, you know, make fun of you, pick on you, do whatever. Um, Don't worry about it. You know, I, I'm wearing this hat just to, to let you know I'm not too cool for school. I got my radio on. Hell, oh, shit, this radio ain't not even work. This damn thing's old. Um, Hangs on the shelf. But, you know, th- this job is too serious to take yourself too serious. And I know that sounds like kind of goofy, but, you know, it is a serious job that, you know, you got to be willing to to be in it for the long haul. It's not a marathon, man. It's an ultra marathon. And, you know, I thought about it. Uh, Jim McCormick put up a picture, uh, circa like 2002 of the FDTN facility on social media. And you see like these piles of dirt with weeds. Yes. On it. yes. And, I saw and that today, man. When I saw that, I'm like, see that if everybody could just be like that, they have that kind of vision and patience. like, 20 years to be what it, You know, somebody shows up the other day and oh, that's awesome. It's well, man, it just didn't show up like that. I mean, you're talking about like 20 some years of just vision, dedication, commitment. And we need more people that are willing to do that. More people that are willing to, you know, maybe it's your idea and somebody else runs with it. I, you know, um, I started firefighterrescues.com years ago and I was really pushing us, like, celebrating our successes and, you know, posting that people were making – I I wanted to get a culture, of search. And, man, I can only do so much shit. And, um, you know, uh, some – Brian Olson and and a bunch of other phenomenal people, like, you know, I think Brian's the one that reached out to me. Hey, would you care – I said, shit, no, man. Like, this is a a team effort here. Run with it, yeah. That's why I'm behind firefighter rescue survey. What they did – They took that shitty-ass turd that I had at FirelighterRescue.com, and they actually did something with it. You know what I mean? Um, Scott Slocum taking county fire tactics and doing something with it. You know, Jessica, um, you know, and what she's done with, you know, running, you know, CFT. And, man, Jessica, I butt heads all the time, but she's right uh, 99.9% of the time um, on doing stuff. So, you know, just because it's your idea don't mean you're the one that's got to deliver a lot of times your idea can, can be executed by somebody with more time, more diversity, more experience, um, whatever the reason. It doesn't matter. If you're here for the right reasons, man, you don't have to have your name on it. You don't. It don't matter. Like, we're, we're, we're here just to make a better, you know, fire service. You know, like, I, it's, I hate teaching without – say I'm always dropping names because I hate teaching without dropping names because I want everybody to know, man, like – um, my books gonna be a bunch of names with a little shit at the end of it. I mean, all the names are going to be the person that I got it from. Um, that's, that's why I really never wrote articles like, you know, cause I, I can write an article and then, you know, have Scott, you know, clean it up for me or JJ or Rob. I mean, you know, Jessica, I got people that can put all the commas in the right places and shit, even if I don't send it to them, rich at firehouse will fix it up. That's his job. He's an editor. My big reason why I, I didn't really write articles for the longest time, I was like, I'm just writing an article somebody already wrote. Like, why can't people just go pull out the article from 96? You know what I mean? Like, like why do we got to write a search article, man? Like, the one that Bill Gustin and Michael Lombardo wrote, I thought it was pretty good, or Bob Pressler. I mean, like this, like, I mean, I could name six people that have written search articles that I read in the early to mid-90s that ain't nobody writing an article that's better than those. And they definitely ain't been the more, you know, more – you know entrapments in those people uh just because there was more of them back then that make them better uh but you know what sometimes we do you know i just finally came to terms that you know what the the viewer the reader wants something that's dated 2022 they don't want to you know what i mean and as long as we're paying respects and we're putting you know we're we're, we're adding something to it that's good maybe it's a new picture but really man you ain't saying much more than somebody else said you know dude uh we're pushing, it's 1141
1: Central Standard Time and where you're at. Uh, and we're still over a hundred viewers and there are over a thousand comments on a very, very rocky start to a scrap. Uh, without a doubt, brother, you should be proud of it. So I always like to ask, is there book or books that you think firefighters should be reading? You touched on a ton earlier, so you don't have to belabor the point, but just, and, and this is your third time on the scrap. So again, I know it's a, it's a
0: repeated question for you. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I I think everybody, hands down, should spend the money and get the um, FDTN newsletter. Um, you know, and, and people have never gotten. I'll say, ah, it's expensive. Yeah, because you're paying to not have that stupid ass advertisement in there. Yes, there's no advertisement. Like you're you're paying. Oh, I got to put my my shit about to go dead. I just got to pop up with like less than ten percent. Um. Oh. I got a power cord. I'm good. I got. Uh, uh, oh yeah, we're good. Um, so I, I think everybody should get the FDTN newsletter because you know Jim doesn't put anything in there that's not vetted. You know, I, I tell chiefs and training officers, man, you know, like like if you want to do a good job but you're not into the job, just let Jim do your job for you. Have your department read that. That way, you don't have to worry about like saying, "Well, I don't want to read this article" because. There are some articles in fire magazines we don't want our people to read. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're just not vetted properly. Um, so, you know, I'd say that. You know, obviously, you know, Firehouse Magazine, because um, I write, you know, for them. Uh, uh, fire Engineering, uh, you know, I got every copy from, like, shit in the late 80s all the way until I stopped collecting them around 2012 or something. I just ran out of room. Um you know what I mean? There, there really is so many good, so many good books. You definitely want to get Mike Champo's book that's coming out of, you know, trucks, towers and tactics, tips and nice. tactics or whatever. Um, I haven't read it yet, but, um, I mean, I'll be getting that book, but, um, you know, John Norman's Fire Officer Handbook, man, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm going to use that starting October 1st as a foundation to take my battalion and go through that book over a year's time, 12 months, um, and cover it. And obviously we do the CFT ODP and John Norman's Fire Officer Handbook is not just strategy. I mean, He's got a chapter on forceful entry, a chapter on search. Um, it's the fifth or sixth edition, um, so you know, like it's 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 a foundational stuff. But I'll tell you the same thing I've said on a scrap before: it's hard to beat Chief Clark's blue book, man. The <laughs> Willie Clark, the uh, Chief yeah. Clark's blue book. I know it's old and out there, but there's just like I think the fire behavior chapter. I've never found a better fire behavior chapter outside of trying to read some chemistry book uh chief clark's book and and hey hey hey! i got it i got a test question for a free pass to the fire conference is scott still with us Slocum's still awake he's on eastern time he's down in damn south florida i don't know if he's still here but we'll find out all right if not then i'll have to track this one um so for a free pass to the fire conference Chief Clark in his book equates a fire flow rate, a fire flow rate to the number of firemen. What's the flow rate per firefighter for staffing? What's the flow rate per firefighter per Chief Clark in the blue book? That's what I like to call the blue book. The flow rate for Chief Clark per firefighter on the fire so if i had 500 gallon a minute fire flow need for a fire how many firefighters would i need
1: i'll let you know if anybody answers jonathan mills first answer came out i don't know if it's right or wrong because i don't know he said 50 per person bradley Feely said 50 gpm
0: whoever said it 50 the answer he was definitely the first there you go um, that's right out of Chief Clark's book. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that anywhere in another book, article. And, and you'll have some smart ass say, well, I can flow 150 GPM by myself. Well, shit, didn't somebody, like, charge the line for you? I mean, yeah, you could start, But it really is a, a good number. You know what I mean? Like, yes, a two-inch smoothbore can flow 1,000 gallons a minute. But as a whole, if you pull up on a fire that needed a 1,000 GPM, you need other people doing other stuff, catching hydrants and fire ground command, and I, I just think it's it, – it, you, know, you know, that's just something that's in Chief Clark's book that I think is, um, you know, pretty impressive. It's just, you know, a, a good deal. Still something to hang on to, man. Um, and I tell you, if anybody watching, anybody watching still, wants to go to the Florida Gators seminar, it's a two-day seminar, in Gainesville, Florida, September, I think, fourteen. It's on CountyFireDays.com. You email me at CFTactics.com cftactics.com and I'll get you a $50 off code to save you $50 on. There you go. But you got to be watching right now. So if you're watching this shit tomorrow that code don't work for you. Just be honest. Um, But um no like those are just little things, man that you just pick up from, you know, you pick up from different books uh that you read. Those little bitty, you know, nuggets and 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 training tips and that sort of thing.
1: I love it, man. Okay. Chief, I feel like we have to do... don't have to do... The uh, five questions for firefighters, because you've done it twice. But this is the next five questions for firefighters, which we changed after episode 100. So are you ready for the next... Go ahead. I want to cut you off. No, no, no. I'm good. Go ahead. The next five questions for firefighters. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Getting my notes. What single characteristic... Makes the difference between a run-of-the-mill firefighter and the top-tier go-to badass firefighter.
0: Passion, purpose, and
1: drive.
0: Hmm. Any? It's, expect- it really, it really is that simple, man. Like, um, and 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 I'll tell you, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta throw it out there to him, Kyle Saxton. On our job, you know, helps with the CFT conferences. He works on Squad Three. And, you know, our job, you know, he's probably he, he's a target on our job uh, of, you know, people that are jealous of him, don't like him, whether it's because he's with CFT or, you know, supports, you know, our mission or what we do. And some of it is, you know, that like he's just a guy that doesn't live beyond his means. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you know, as a, as a firefighter, he's smart about his financial investments. Um, but, he gets, like, every text for WNYF Firewire and, you know, like, Twitter. And he's on Instagram. I mean, he, you know, he, he's like a Kyle Romagus, man. There's just no camouflage or faking the drive, the purpose, the, the passion. Like, he's ate up with it 24-7. And, like, he texted, we're out on the boat. Um, Jessica and I were with Brian Brush and his family. And they got a, a, a job in the Type 2 commercial building yesterday. Day four yesterday, and he got to force the door, and he's like, "Texan man, I got to like." He's waiting, man. He's like training, training, training. you get a job, and you get to, and maybe all you get to do with that fire is force a back door of a commercial occupancy. Like, there's thousands. I I, I would be safe to say ninety percent of the people on the job would mean nothing to them. They don't give a shit. They did all right. We just force the door, like. But if you love it like we do, if you're the lucky ones, the the whatever's still listening, eighty-two people listening right now, um still over hundred. If if you get that job and you got all you got to do is force a back door, and when you get back to the firehouse and you lay down, you can't go to sleep because you're still like exhilarated, you're excited. And the next <laughs> day you like, shit, I gotta go home. I, I I'm off duty. I gotta wait forty eight more hours to come back to work. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you. See, we we the same blood. Yeah, like th- that's that's why we network the way we. That's why we communicate. You know, people say, "Well, how are you friends with them?" Because their shit's wired the same way I'm wired. That's mm-hmm. why I'm, we we wired the same. That's all it is. Ain't no ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Like you know, Charlie Dahl, the one from California to Texas. We're, we only friends because we wired the same. That's uh, had nothing to do with anything else, man. Like we have the same drive and passion that we just want to be on duty and get to do that seven, nine, eight cutter, fort that back door or, or or throw a ladder to the third floor window and do a VES that's other than the first or second floor, like we do all the time. And so I'm still answering your question one, man. Like if you don't get it, you don't get it. I ain't got time to explain it to you. You're not one of the lucky ones. It You know, the <laughs> other day, two days ago, or three days ago now, I had that crazy call after six days. I'm like, shit, man, I, I think I could do one more day. I could do a seventh day You give me another fire tomorrow, you give me another special ops call, I could do another day. And I could do another one and another one and another one. You keep throwing some challenges at me. You make me think, you make me want to go to Home Depot to buy some shit to be ready because Mr. or Mrs. Smith outcome might be different because my investment love it (laughs) passion
1: purpose and drive i I, that's the easiest max points i've ever given for a for a question one i don't think anybody's arguing that and then he says give me another I'll, i'll work six days give me another one give me another one uh if you could go back in time chief and give yourself one piece of advice as a rookie what would it be
0: slow down Slow down, man. It, it, it's a, it's a career. Um, it's going to go by too fast already. Uh, don't rush it. When you get it, you know, you're into the job. You're, you're, you know, you're the lucky one. We are the lucky ones. You know, you're the, the Kyle Saxon, you know, the fire service, you know, the, the or Kyle Ramagus, um, you know, whoever it is. And, and and right now I'm thinking about Chief Vincent Dunn and some some different advice and, and stuff that, you know, he's done. Ch- uh, Chief Bob Morris, Captain Morris from FDNY, Chief Dunn made him work in an engine because he said he had to work in an engine uh, for a little while back in, like, the 70s. Um, you know, and I, and I think about that story is when you get exi- assigned to that slow firehouse, you get assigned – you know, I think about, you know, on our job, we have a chief. I call him super chief. Um, I think he's the best battalion chief we have um, hands down. You know what I mean? He, he you know, he, 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 he does so many things better than I'll ever do it. But he was working at one of our slowest stations, Pensacola Beach. And he caught this massive fire. But when he was there, he took it serious. And there's a couple other guys that worked there, Dan Coons, was there Matt Scallon you know some just what I think are phenomenal firefighters and I think of those three guys and they're into the job they want to go to fires so see it's easy if you don't want to go to fires it, you know like it's, it's easy to look smart sure but when you're like us Corley you know and you're like the listener it's tough to be mature but I look at those three guys man and when they were on Pensacola Beach they all impressed me operated and and even though pensacola beach they they get an average of working fire a year we you know it's crazy we had three beach houses burn in a short period of time i was lucky enough to get to go to them but that's so rare i always tell people i've been going to fires on pensacola beach since 1988 so 34 years i've been to 34 fires on pensacola beach a fire a year i mean i don't know i don't keep track but i mean like that's just what it is and and i can go to on duty or off duty if i'm available i can't you know go now i just drank a beer but um you know, at the end of the day, they went there and even at their age, they stepped up and were more mature. They were an old soul. They were more mature than themselves, which all that did was develop them for when they became what they did when they got to a busier company. Uh, so, you know, what what advice would I give, man? Make the most of every assignment. Make the most of every assignment. Even if it's a slow station, don't waste it. Don't be that that firefighter at the slow station. Well, I'm just waiting to get my time to go to the squad, the ladder, you know, the busy engine, you know, five or whatever. Don't waste time. If you're at that station like a Pensacola Beach, man, become good at elevator operations. Come good at apparatus placement. Study, you know, beach house mansion fires. You know, study wind-driven fires. Study water rescue. So that way one day when you become – a captain or a chief specifically a chief. Now you're better when you got to respond to that district because you know that district and you didn't waste a year or two years or three years. I mean, everybody that's into this job wants to be on the busiest company, but we need people in the smaller companies too, man. Um, I got a Lieutenant on one of our slow, slow companies. It's a high rise district, but he's a fireman's fireman. I know he's ready. You know how that makes me feel to have a real fire. He's out there. Because he's just, you know, he's almost 50, he's mature, he's, you know, and that makes my job a lot easier. So I'll just leave it at, because I could ramble about it, but you know, that, that question is, can never be over asked. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like you see on Facebook, like, you know, ask a millionaire, what would you tell yourself, you know, before, like, you know, those questions are important questions. No. And I just say, man, take your time, slow it down, it's an ultra marathon. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy every assignment. It's actually in Chief Vincent Dunn's command and control book um, about wanting to have busy assignments. But it's, you know, it's in one of his articles or his book that each assignment's going to teach you something. It's going to give you something about the job and enjoy it there. And, and I wish if, if I could go back over and do my job again, I would definitely do it a little different, 100%. Wow. Two for
1: two, without a doubt, max points. Number three. What is your favorite training drill?
0: Um, I mean, I'm a water geek. I mean, shit, I enjoy just holding my garden hose, washing my boat. I mean, (laughs) I'm not kidding you, man. I I just like water. I just, I mean, sometimes I feel bad because I feel like I'm wasting it or something, but, like I mean, I I got a custom ordered one inch red garden hose, one inch, not five eighths. I mean, it's a big ass garden hose with a smooth bore on it that I got a reel, I got a mount down there on the. I love flowing water, man. I don't know how anybody couldn't love just picking up a hose line and going in a concrete drill tower, a metal drill tower, and a quart and just blowing shit apart. I call it hydraulic truck operations. Jack the shit out of that pressure and let's drill a hole in the wall. You know what I mean? Drop a ceiling, blow shit apart, man. It's like it's better than bullets because it's constant. It's just solid, and it kills everything in its path. It's the equalizer, man. The fire stream is the ultimate equalizer. If you're only going to do one thing in a fire, you got to flow water. You might not have to force the door because <laughs> it's unlocked. Shit, fire might be blowing out of every window, so you ain't got to cut no holes in a window. Roof might not be safe to get on, but, shit, we're going to flow some water. You want a guaranteed position on the fire ground? It has to be the nozzle firefighter Because every firefighter needs a nozzle firefighter. I mean, every fire. Every fire ground, somebody's got to open the nozzle, even if it's this beautiful chief nozzle here. You, Somebody's got to open the nozzle. So I would just say a drill flow water. First thing, Jonathan Kansas, he's the chief of Midway. This is no shit. This is a true story. We're going to take 15 firefighters to Midway about a month ago to drill. So I sent an email, emails back and says, don't wet the water department out back and keep track of how much water you flow. <laughs> Cause he's known me for 30 some years. He knows I'm liable to have three guns <laughs> going, four Rams, four two and a halfs, and see if I can flow enough water that I can make the water rise, even though it's running out of the building like you do at a commercial occupancy. Um, and since he sent that email, we didn't do much, but booster tank attack, <laughs> but I, I was giggling, and laughing because chief Genzig was like basically professionally and respectfully telling me, Hey, don't be coming out here doing some big water drill. Cause I love big water drills, man. Like I just think it's cool to relay pump inline pump zero out. You know, I like to go from a two and a half to three inch to a five inch just to see if I can get two more pounds of intake you know like i'm just a geek for that stuff and i don't do it much anymore i did it a lot when i was a contract training guy for fort walton beach destin and all them i do a lot of water drills with them um but you know and i'm not nothing like i used to be you just forget shit man i used to be a hydraulics geek that's how you know dennis and i kind of lined up when we went to scotland together in 2009 nice that's my answer shit anything flowing water that's fun uh, and especially if it's 114 degree heat index. <laughs> 100% max points,
1: one through four. Uh, or no, one through three. Number four. And I know I've, I've known you long enough, but what mistake have you learned the most from in the fire service?
0: Getting in people's faces, spitting in them. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, just, you know, the biggest mistake is um, not properly uh, communicate and making it palatable, you know, and, and not everything. And, 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 I appreciate my friends, you know, um, I I respect Rob Fisher a lot and he made me feel good one time. And these are my words. I don't know how he said it, but you know, the fire service probably needed what I was doing at the time, you know, um, to wake up, call, you know, to, to, to do a wake up call. But um, if I could go back, man, I would polish my message a little more. Um, you know, probably articulated a little better uh, to maybe get a few more listeners, you know, but other people say the people that were listening, maybe they wouldn't listen, you know? So right, right. I, I, I don't know, but I, I you know, I, I wear it out. I wear that whole thing, 10 pounds of pressure, hundred percent. I wear that out. Cause I'm telling myself that all the time, man, like, um, patience, um, you know, nothing worth having happens rapidly overnight and just, you know, just it, the more you love this job, the more patience it requires. It really does. People don't need patience when it's just a paycheck. People that it's just a paycheck, they don't like they don't care. Like and they're going to frustrate you. So don't let them fr- don't let them occupy your space, man. It's like that meme about the, the the rocking chair, man. It's like worrying in the rocking chair. They both doing something, but they ain't going nowhere. I mean you rocking chair was like rocking back and forth, but it's not, there's no forward movement. And you're worrying about it, man. Like, you know, do what you can do when you're on duty, you're at work, educate yourself. Um, when, when it's time to talk, you'll know, it's time to talk. When you get the position, it'll be time, you know, to, to, to do it. And some things I did do right. Uh, you know, I would say, um, when I was going to FDIC, I wanted to be a student a minimum of five years. Like when I went there, I was like, I want to teach here one day, but like I knew I at least wanted to be a student. And I get angry that FDIC has people speak that have never even been a student. I, you know what? If Bobby Halton ever listens to this, if I was Bobby Halton, you wouldn't speak at FDIC if you'd never been a student for the entire week. One, unequivocally, be unacceptable. The amount of money somebody has to pay to go there, I paid, my dad paid um for year after year after year the hotels the air travel you know the taxi cab um you know the conference fees like i, I want some investment on your part you want to come here and teach it at the ic or firehouse man you got to be a student don't come ask me to see it well you're not supposed to ask us anyways but you come ask to teach it at the cft conference i'm gonna ask you how many times you've been here i mean how many times you sat on the front row and listened to Ray or Mike or Bill or, you know, John or Bob, or you know, I'm just throwing out some first names, but like, I mean, like what have you done? I, I want to know what kind of student you've been. Cause it's going to be hard to suppressed to beat them. Them guys are reading the magazines, the books still 40 years later. Like you, you just want to get your name on the map. Um, so, you know, you know, as we close out tonight, man, w- we need more people that want to be the student first. Nice. And then somebody's going to call and offer you, um, We got time for a quick story? Always. All right. Brother, Um, I'm on your schedule. When I got hired to Pensacola Fire Department, old historic fire department, you know, 17 people on duty, two engines, ladder, and a rescue. And upstairs, there's two tables. There's, like, the senior table, and there's, like, the junior, like, you know what I mean, like, the firefighter's table, regardless of rank, like, how long you've been on a job. And when they cooked lunch, man, it was for 17 people sometimes. A minimum of, like, 13 or 14. I can't remember what the minimum staffing was, but, like, when you cook lunch, like I had to learn how to use them restaurant things. Where you slam it down and you open up the big can of like pasta or, right. or whatever. So we, um, get this fire and it's on West Scott street. And literally it's right next to an inter- intersection. Have you ever heard when I talk about the four kids that we lost with the VES. Mm. Um, and I said, I had a fire on every, um, literally like on every corner and, um, when we got back to the firehouse, Jessica texts me. It's midnight. I got to text her a picture. I'm literally still on here. <laughs> um, you can tell her technical difficulties. Yeah. So this uh, fire happens, and it's like Christmas Eve or December 23rd. Long story short, we go there. I'm on a back engine four. I stretch. rescue comes. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna speed it up a little bit, but. We go to this fire, and, and I'm pushing down a hallway. And Chief Baker, the guy that I looked up to, he tells us to back out. I'm like, We got it. We got it. I mean, I'm a young, stupid kid. I sure. We got it. And Five more five more seconds. Ten more seconds. Yeah, no, yo, yeah, that was me. 100%. Yes. I, I was a five more <laughs> second guy. And, and, and then five more, I wanted five more, and I wanted right. five more. And thank God I had Lieutenant Greg Redding, who ended up becoming the deputy chief before he retired. And he said, Ike, we're going. Chief says we got to go. We're going. And we back out and this whole place is freaking burning, man. <laughs> Rocking. It, it's a fire that I was using a selecto-gallonish nozzle. I never turned a nozzle off and it wouldn't do it was vaporizing. It was right. turning to literally to steam. And so I back out and we get back to the firehouse, middle of the night, nothing happens. Next shift I get invited over to the table. I get invited over to the table. And I've told this story a few times. Way more powerful, way more powerful to be invited than invite yourself. Mm. Wait for the invitation. It feels much better. Wait for the invitation. It feels a lot better. To get the phone call and somebody asks you, then you invite yourself to the party. Pretty neat when you get the invitation in the mail or you get the phone call versus saying, hey, can I come? Can I come? And, you know, I love sharing that story, man, because that was a highlight of my career, man. All I ever wanted to be was a Pensacola firefighter. And to basically what I did was at a fire on West Scott Street was, you know, I proved that I was into the job, you know, as a whole and that um, I was worth my salt, for lack of a better term. Right. You know, no um, Show your
1: stripes. Got your stripes.
0: So that, that's it. That's the answer to that question. <laughs> it's crushing
1: it, man. I can let, I could answer anything. He's gonna get max points. Number five, final question. You've had it before because it doesn't change. Heavy fire and searchable space. Would you rather be assigned to the nozzle or first in on VES?
0: Well, I gotta give you damn Howard Rommel's question, man. Why not just do both? Why not both get the nozzle and VES? And I tell you that, and we don't have time. We going to close it down. Jessica's texting no, me. No, I know, I know, but when Howard said it, I was watching because I don't have a lot of time to watch these, but I was watching when you asked Howard that question and, and I'm, I'm with Chief Howard, man, because you know, as a chief and that one where the four kids died, I'm big, big about sending a line to the VES point of entry, whether it's the the five, I sent one to the one with the lighter 12 graph and it might not go in a building, right. but I think as we study UL and FSRI and all, I, I think When possible, we should be sending an inch and three-quarter to the VES point of entry to buy us more time and allow us to be that much more aggressive if we go beyond the door. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, there ain't nothing better than the nozzle position. People are lying to you. Ain't no no roof, ain't no window, ain't no door ever going to be as good as pushing down a hallway, bing, bing, playing ping pong, putting out rooms, fucking water over your head, opening up a smooth board, just killing fire. There will never be anything cooler than that on a fire ground, and you get to do that at every fire. You don't get to force a door at every fire, cut a roof. I'll, You know what? If, if I could go back in my career, I wish I could have gone to more fires and been on the nozzle. You know, I got promoted early, so I get to watch a lot of other people kick ass on the nozzle. So it would be the nozzle, but just to, to do it, I, I always got trained into a training nugget. We do need to start looking and evaluating, sending a tack line to the VES mm-hmm. point of entry.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe not make an entry, but actually to the entry. Yes. A hundred percent. Uh, and there you go. The five the next five questions for firefighters, according to chief Kurt Isaacson and, and 100% so many people already said it, preach, preach, max points, max points. So many people already said it. So you absolutely crush them. And that officially makes it 150 scraps in the books. I will close this out quickly so that Jessica doesn't get you in too much trouble. Uh,
0: Kurt, she it, don't get me in trouble. I get myself in trouble. But. I understand. <laughs> if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? CFTactics at gmail.com. C as in Charlie, F is in Frank, T is in Tom, A is in Adam, C is in Charlie, T is in Tom, I as in India, C as in Charlie, S is in Sam at gmail.com. Just like County Fire Tactics, just don't spell it out. CFTactics at gmail.com. And as always, go to CountyFireTactics.com and scott's kicking ass on that website um jessica's kicking ass you know doing the administrative things and, and we're more professionally you know running than we ever have but sign up for the box alarm they'll get an email for every time we post anything you'll get an email in your inbox on what's going on and if they go to countyfiretactics.com at the top left they click on it'll, it'll bring down a menu they can click on about and it pulls up my phone number my email address all my podcasts, all my emails Scott will add this one to it. It's one place to see everything that that I have to offer.
1: All three scraps are there, or will be. Two scraps are there. This one will be when Scott gets – got to piece it together from the the rough starts. I want to tell everybody, audience that's still here, man, and the ones that listen to the podcast later in the recordings, uh, thank you for putting up with the technical difficulties early on, especially, Chief. You're a champion. Uh, But uh, give Scott uh, Slocum some grace as he works through – the giveaways and figures out who won because the technical difficulty is going to make it tough for him to figure out who won initially and stuff when when
0: when all of it was cutting out and freezing it, so it just here's the deal give us about a week don't bother scott you email me and then i'll be the filter because i don't want to bother corley or scott and you know if you want to water on the fire just go ahead and work on making your travel arrangements your hotel Whatever. Even if we don't get you registered until three days before, we don't. Pr- Jessica doesn't print the name tags so literally like a day or two before. So, if, if you know you won, you know you won. Just start making your arrangements to get educational leave or whatever, since that's a month away. Love it. All
1: right. How many we got till the end? How many we have? Oh man, right here we're at ninety-five, brother. Ninety-five. That's more than some scrap. God bless have. you guys. Thank you. No doubt, dude. uh Smoothbore Cartel said one more question. Let okay. me hear it. Uh, I'll throw it at him. Yeah, I'm fine.
0: Shit, I'm already in trouble. Shit. Thank I'm wound know. up. I won't be in bed for another hour. I'll wait to see I'll what he go says. i pull that one-inch booster line on the dock. While he types the
1: question, I'll do my housekeeping. The Vigilantes is live. If you want to be a part of it, go to Uh All the information is there. The first form was amazing. The second form is coming up on, on uh, July 30th or 31st, end of the month. It's coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about electric vehicle fires, and we're going to read... Uh, Jared Sergi's no-nonsense leadership book, or talk about reading it, not read it. And so anyway, if you want to be a part of that, go to FireHouseVisions.com. All about joining the vigilantes and being a part of that, if you want to be. Uh, next stop for me is Water on the Fire, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm going to see uh, Brian, which I was going to tell you to say hi to Brian, and also I'm going to see you, so I'm pretty excited, plain and simple. Uh, coming up on the scraps, they are looking sweet. I want to give this lineup as we get the final question coming. The lineup coming up. So, Isaacson, uh, Kurt Isaacson kicks it off with number 150, followed by Rick George, and then Kyle Romagus coming back. Mark Von Oppen, Devin Craig, Mike Dugan, Robbie Townsend, Dina Ali, Chad Butzine, and Bill Gustin. Uh, that's the next 10 episodes, counting this one today. So, is that an amazing lineup or what, man? Does it get better than that? Phenomenal. <laughs> Every person on there, I know them, and they're giving just great information. Here's the deal. Today, when I went ready to go live, I put on, of course, Mid-America Fools because I love my Fools chapter. So I put on a Mid-America Fools sh- uh, shirt to wear for this 150 scrap, and then I looked at all my black hats because I always try to wear a black hat, and I saw it's worth the risk. But it's not just that. It's got a giant shamrock on it because we are the lucky ones. And I didn't know he was going to talk about we are the lucky ones so much, so I think everything happens for a reason, but we are the lucky ones. And so I think, like I said, everything happens for a reason. Here it goes. Yep. The 850 question, he says, Chief, Dan Bender wants to know, what percentage of 850 firefighters have been to a Pensacola conference? If that number is low, how does that affect you with leading those firefighters?
0: Um, I used to let it bother me. I used to worry about it. But why would I let the ones that do not come take away from the ones that do come and occupy my time? Because I found myself like being negative and, and and worried and talking about the ones that weren't there to the ones that were like I'm not helping them and I'll be honest with you man it took me a long time it's like just in the last year or two and I'm still bothered by because they get in free man um but I, I truly don't worry about it anymore I don't post it on our union website I don't like um you know I, I don't I don't push it out they know it's there for them and so I'm just more and more. I'm like what my dad raised me. One more guy, you know, one more person to go to church. One more person to go to the firehouse. Stop worrying about the big numbers, powers, and and and, and the one powers in the one. Worry about the ones that are here, not here. I mean, the pastor, the preacher, you know, for anybody that goes to church, they got to speak to the people that are there. I mean, if they're not, then they're not. They're gonna go to another church. I'm so. It's like a concert, they're speaking, they're, they're singing to the people that are there, not the people that are not there. Nice. So we got to stop focusing on who's not coming and give all your energy to the ones nice. you know who are there because that's going to build the message. Uh, I was just reading John Gordon's book on relationships and grit. Uh, him and his wife wrote it. He wrote the Energy Bus, a bunch of little bitty small books. The Carpenter, just a phenomenal motivational speaker. And early on, man, like he was speaking to four or five, six people at a time. That's how John Gordon got where he is today. And like, I mean, he's like, like you know, um, the one-minute manager. She, she right. like, like, I mean, he's endorsed by some big people. And so it's taken me a long time to realize, man, focus on who is here, not, who's not here. Um, and that's all that matters to me. Um, you know, like, you know, the the, the ones that support it that are coming. And and now that I don't worry about it. It seems like more people are sh- showing up. You know, for- <laughs> so so I, I don't really have a percentage. What I do know is that we average about 200 people by airplane for every one of our conferences. So, you know, outside of FDIC or Firehouse, when, you know, each conference, 200 people are just coming by airplane alone, I think we're doing pretty good.
1: Nice. No, 100%, man. And like you said, focus on what you can control and don't worry about what you can't and focus on the ones that are there. That's beautiful. Yep. Uh, sweet you so
0: many people is, uh you only hang out with so many people at one time so stop adding to it it's just making your problem bigger
1: and kyle said killed it chief hug just for us and he's saying it for all 88 that are still left right here at twelve seventeen a.m on a monday night uh 100 brother you absolutely uh crushed
0: weekly scrap
1: number 150
0: awesome god bless everybody love you man hope to see you at water on the fire firehouse in uh columbus ohio or you know a truck or wherever i see you on the roads man like email me text me uh whatever the case may be thanks for you know giving up whatever it's been like four hours of your time and um you know we'll see you we all got a job to do man um just figure out your percentage impact and maximize that percentage that's what i'm gonna close it on
1: love it man (laughs) And here we are. I think we set the record for the longest scrap ever. But it's fine because it's worth the risk, and we are the lucky ones. They are. They are showing everybody. I hope the tone stays silent. Thanks for listening to the weekly scrap. Please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.